we can. There it is. Okay. Is this Boy, how you sound I on the s- toilet in the morning? Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. There it is. There it is. I just hope to God this computer allows us to record a full show. Do you want to do a show? Yeah. It's, right now, it's letting us do a if show. If it's letting us do a show, show, I would like to do one and get get it done. Everyone's having Mac trouble these days. Hello, Melrose Mac. <laughs> oh yeah, your computer won't charge. Okay, That's so weird. here's the thing. Did people ever in real life actually talk like that? Or was that just something we grew up assuming that... It was the sound, like, well, we, we got that from Lily Tomlin. When she would do the operator, this voice, though, right? Right. That, that old-timey operator you, voice. Right. I think because the way the phones used to be, you would have to call up and you would click the receiver yeah. and then you'd have an operator. Right. And then the way the way the communication was at the time, I think the voices got distorted, and the operators always sounded a little bit nasally, okay. and they always kind of came off like that. So, sh- like, even if it was a slight thing, the, in comedy they then made it bigger, and that is probably that hello Hollywood operator. That's not probably not recorded in okay. 1922. It was probably recorded in. So when you watch like movies and stuff like that, they're exaggerating the style of talk. Got it? Okay. Uh, it's, but, but it may also, have been a thing. I was just wondering. Welcome to Hollywood Anonymous, by the way. I'm Brian Irwin. I'm John Huck. They, back they, they also exaggerated talk a lot in old movies. Don't you remember? Like when they were like, "Look, see, yeah, go, right? see. But like, so that no one really ever talked. I mean, was like there that? really a gangster? Was like, look, see, He's like, look, see, like, just show me what you want me to see, and I'm gonna see it, and then I'm gonna move the fuck on. I don't know. I. I guess I could just ask my parents. Well, no. Why not was your even. dad a detective in a pulp novel back in the forties? <laughs> He's got some pictures that make him look as such, right? Maybe Joe Roderick's dad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me tell you about the FBI back in the forties, and I would believe him. <sighs> yeah, Joe Roderick. Good guess back in the day. Only one D in the Roderick, everybody. Oh wow, that's a Patrick Keene reference. That's, uh, that's something Patrick Keene would say. Patrick Keene or Brody Stevens will both give you information. Oh, yeah, a little bit of that, uh, OCD <laughs> info. Like, yeah. Like, They're eh. like, um, I'm not. I'm about to say something that I can't help myself. I'm going to give you some information you did not ask for. Yeah. And then with Keen, he'd be like, I'm going to introduce you to someone that is not that has no relation to you. Whatsoever. But I'm going to say the name of a city and then walk away. Yeah, yeah. Hey guys, huh? Cincinnati. Where are you going? I don't know this guy. Yeah. Come back. <laughs> you guys all heard of Cincinnati, right? I'll be right back. John Cubs what? fan. This guy, he lives in Maine. You guys want to <laughs> what? <laughs> But he says it in a way that you're like, well, yeah. No. Oh, okay. He makes Even you though, believe like, Maine that whatever and the Cubs ha- have yeah. no, con- no connection He whatsoever. makes you believe that that introduction is something you're like, oh, yeah, well, I was definitely, that's why I came out tonight, <laughs> to meet this person. And then you're like, aluminum siding? What do I care? By Not the way, that's so, ever so, really happened. So, la- so going back to this computer thing for a second. So last week, you destroyed a computer. And this is the thing that I... Oh, yeah. We should have videotaped that. No. But there's still, it's still a mess on my, my, uh, my front yard if you like to deal with that What? Later. Really? I, I, I've been finding pieces of computer all over the place. I'm really disappointed in you. All right, so in me, I picked up like I was. Yeah, and you, time. you were the only one smashing. Who else? I Am I supposed to be disappointed in my children? Because yeah, maybe they went into the computer, the garbage, and threw the parts all over. And we're like, ah. no, that, that's those are the people going for the, the recycling. But the um, uh, I just I'm st- I, I'm afraid I'm going to become a technology hoarder because I don't know what to do with all these computers. Like when they like right now, I have three Macs, and I bought my first Mac in like 2003. So now I'm on my third one, probably going to get another one. So that's, that's four of them within like a 20-year period. So I'm trying to do the math. And I'm like, am I ever going to get rid of? And I still have our two desktops, our PC desk, desktops that I haven't gotten rid of. And I, everything's in storage. And like, I don't know what to do with this stuff because I can't. And again, I'm, I have nothing to hide. I'm not committing any crimes. But no, I'm right. uncomfortable, yes, it's uncomfortable with handing people 
something that I, I mean, used dude, personally that's, that's stored s- information and just giving it to strangers and walking away. That's why I took the claw into the hammer and went through the hard drive with it. Like I was like, nah. So the choice is, if you're paranoid at all, which is either you destroy it or you keep it forever. And like, see, so you see how I got the tape over this thing? Yeah, I'm going to start doing that. I've read too many. I'm going to start doing I, t- that. Well, the I, picture I is Zuckerberg doing it too, and you're like, hey. So now, now I can't use, What's not that I use my camera on the on the computer anyway. No, you but, don't. But, but it makes me paranoid now. Well, like, it should because the government's watching your masturbation face. <laughs> <laughs> and what are they doing with this, uh, compiling this information? They, they compare it to your gym face when you're maxing out, and they see if it's the same face. I will tell you that that part <laughs> it's of it... It's a study they're doing. I shouldn't be that paranoid about that part <laughs> because... If they they can barely find out who is like a quote unquote terrorist or doing things like like if they're if, if, they, they're, if they have a but, bigger database on masturbation faces than actual <laughs> than terrorists. This is the ISIS file. It's like a pamphlet. This is the masturbation faces file. It's like an encyclopedia. You're like, what is this? This is a, comp- a compilation of everyone's face as they're masturbating into the camera of their Mac. I didn't do it. Really? Did you do this? Did you do Where this? Did you get like, that from? You imagine that you're in court. Like I don't know why. Why are they? I didn't. No, I never touched no. that guy. Like no, but sir, can you confirm that this is your face is and your, what it looks like when you're masturbating? Face? Like, where did you go and start crying? Now commit to the other crime. Answer the question, or we will show more pictures of you masturbating. It's, you either say yes, or I turn yeah. to the jury. And I show did her. it. I did it. That's the <laughs> season two of the night of. Sir, we found you've been masturbating. What? Did you like the night of? You I see haven't the whole seen thing? the finale yet. Oh, okay, I haven't I won't seen say the finale yet. But, but I, I'm, I'm hearing mixed. Like, should we bring in our guest? I feel like we've. I'm, I don't want to like. Let's go to the bed. Yes, oh. but what, in one sec, uh, yeah. we both went to Dodger games this weekend, and there's a couple of things I want to say to you. So uh, I we went got, to a Cubs game, buddy. Sorry, <laughs> we, but we were at Dodger Stadium. Sorry. We went to the Cubs game, Cubs Dodgers, but it was at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. And the reason why I bring that up is because it's so fucking hot. Oh, I went to Friday night game. It was actually cool. You got not, I, you got a night game. I, I wore jeans. I, okay, uh, we sat. We got we went on SeatGeek, which by the way, if you don't have that, Seat to, who do, they do not sponsor this show, but that's a great app for finding wow. cheap cheap seats like right before game time. Love it. Only sports so, or is it uh, concerts and everything? Uh, every concerts, everything. Oh wow, there's a cool. several of the apps. I mean, you kind of can bounce back and forth. Yeah, I have a StubHub app, yeah. but like like I don't know. SeatGeek Man, I'll tell you, so I got, I used SeatGeek when I was back in Wisconsin and took uh, my brother's kids to a, a Brewers game, and we got twelve rows back. That's a nice behind home kids. plate. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Twelve rows back. Twelve dollars a ticket. Well, also let's p- keep in mind that the but Brewers saying, it's can't like, get their heads out of their own asses this but, season. But my but point yes, is awesome. I was they were twenty five, and by the time I went to buy the tickets, it took me five minutes. They had already gone down in price because we getting like, so close. Well, was, yeah, was getting so close to game time. That's what's nice about these apps. Yeah. So we got front row, left field. Whereas you know, that's the only place where you sit. Well, if you lean over, you can basically touch almost touch the ground. Oh wow. So we sat in right that front there. row. Nobody in front of us. You can, you know, it, it's padded right there, so you can kind of just rest on it until awesome. your arms burn off. Because well, it's the hottest shit. It was right? also a hundred. We were like so excited, and then we realized why the tickets were available is because <laughs> it's like, also uh, my family degrees. melted last time we sat there. So if you'd like them, you can take them. Which sucks because some of the best seats at that stadium are basically just you On the you sun. suffer for yeah. three hours. It's it's to, but you pay a lot of money to suffer. So anyway, that's what I'm saying. But you yes, bring the guests. Well imagine. well no, well I'll say this really quick. We had night game tick night tickets, so the game on Friday was evening, it was cool, it was nice, it was breezy. Uh and I've noticed like even other people like I've gone to Dodger Stadium on like opening day and it was hot, right? Like even on April fifth, just hot. But me and my friend had tickets in the shade, and this father and son sit down next to us as kind of like maybe the sixth inning, right? And people are starting to leave or whatever because it's so hot. And the guy's like, 
hey, you guys looking uh, to move any closer? You can have our tickets. And we were like, where are they? And they were like literally right two rows up behind home plate off the first baseline. And I was like, yeah, we'll go sit there. We were there for four minutes when I was like, dude, I think I just lost two pounds. Like, <laughs> we were, uh, but we took a couple photos. We were like hanging out. We ordered some, we got beers and we were like. Yeah, dehydrate yourself. Good call. More, more. Always dehydrate more is what I think. Uh, <laughs> You don't want to, if too hydrated, you become pompous and Well, you're uh, better arrogant. off being drunk and ignorant to what you're doing to yourself in the moment, Look, right? Dude. Basically, everybody sitting in really expensive seats is Tom Hanks from Castaway. That's what just everybody's <laughs> just up there. <laughs> just huge Literally, beers, sweating, talking yes. to volleyballs yeah. next to them. Like, Wilson, why don't they sell beer? Why isn't there a vendor that comes down here? And then they sell the 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 dehydrated ice cream. You're like, no, no. How about the stuff that cools you down? Yeah. I don't need the ones dry that- ice here, everybody. Who <laughs> wants to suck on a dry ice cube? Like what? Our guest who's speaking of heat. Sand and caramel corn. Sand and caramel corn. Speaking of heat, might as well bring him in. Willis Turner. Willis is Turner, guys. But you grew up in heat no matter where you were, right? You grew yeah. up in, in in Texas. Yes. And that is that's wet heat. That's thick heat, right? I grew up in Dallas, and then every summer my dad would send me to the farm. My grandfather's farm. Even thicker heat? Yes. Where and it's it? thick the heat, farm right? was called, The farm was called Thick Heat Farm. Yeah, but what I'm saying we is... farm heat. But it's humidity, right? It's like thick ass... Uh, and I would... It would... I was always wondering why we had to wake up at 6 to go work on a farm. Because it was not hot as it's going to be at <laughs> fucking 10 a.m. Well, that was, that's why I don't like watermelon to this day. I had, oh, okay. Well, well, thank you for bringing the... Because... Do we just cover that right away? Well, we had to pick watermelon... Okay, and how big was this? Eighteen seventy-two. Willis, what are you talking about? So my dad's yes. farm. I took a time machine, and then I ended up. <laughs> we picked watermelon. Like I had, how, I literally. How big I've did lived they the get? life of a eighty-year-old man. <laughs> I, yeah, like, that's what I worked I'm on really a lettuce good. farm, then I picked watermelon, then I roamed with my buddy George and Lenny, and right. then they killed yeah. puppies. Or and then, rabbits. and then we got on a raft that we right. built and went down. The- <laughs> and me and this kid Tom, and it was like, all right, I don't want to talk I'm about t- this I'm anymore. Churned butter. Was your okay? Was your grandfather Amish? <laughs> can black people be Amish? There's black people that are Amish. No. Um, no, they can't no. be Amish. That seems no. like a white person thing. I mean, it seems like a white person thing. It does, right? It, We're going to build a house with no tools. He's Go ahead, white guy. Right. They won't let us in. Uh, really? Not that I've tried. Have they no. stared at you from <laughs> but a distance? So, so they're like, racist? Is that... <laughs> I think they're just confused because they've isolated themselves. I didn't yeah. think they knew you existed, like, right? Oh. <laughs> I thought we got rid of these. Oh, no, I had no idea. I thought... Okay, a, I've never heard of black. That's a great name for your band, Will. Black, black Amish. Amish. Black Amish. Ooh, dude, are you <laughs> starting a band? Be, yeah. Or that could be your new. <laughs> yes, not or that I could am. be your new comedy nickname yeah. because after doing some comedy this uh, recently and listening to some of the people in the green room like yeah. talk about like you know like I, I told them I'm like if you really want to succeed in this business you gotta you gotta comb your hair up and I'm like or excuse or me, excuse me, that was right a conversation good. you heard. Yes, in the green room, and I was like, I, I had to step out because I was like, or write really good jokes and just be a good comedian. Please don't start talking about like <laughs> you. It'd be better if you started brushing your hair up into right. the air and like, and that's what's going to make or break you in this business. Which you know what? Sadly, they're probably right, right. but it still angered me. Anyways. Well, so your new name is Black Amish. Don't go by Willis Turner. B A B A B A B A Baracus Amish Black just Black Amish B A C P A B A Turner. <laughs> Just throw a bunch of, just have a bunch of things. DDS. DDS. Hi, Willis Turner, DDS. So obviously. names I'm just throwing out there just. So, so far we haven't let you say anything. So anyway, so you grew up in Texas. That's all the time we have for our So you actually are like, um, um, what was the guy that was born old and then grew young? Benjamin Button. Benjamin Button. So you're Benjamin Button. Willis Benjamin Button's Turner. You were 87 when you were born. Yes. Milk cows. I churned butter. (laughs) I slopped hogs. I hate. How old were you when you started doing this stuff? I was. 
Yeah. Okay. Because it was and, family, and there was no child labor yeah. law. They no. were like, just okay. work, kid. So, so you, but you grew up in the city of Dallas. I grew up in the city. So you're of Dallas. a city kid, and, and during and, the summer, so and, what? And summertime they would ship me out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they they put me on a boat. Oh, this sounds <laughs> awfully familiar to something I read about in a history book for one chapter. Middle Passage. But you were a military. <laughs> but you were a military kid, right? Yeah. So. But there's my, military in Dallas, but, or who? But, you? but my dad got out like right, oh, as, okay. right as I was. So you were an accident. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. No, that's not what he was. Saying. You were a celebration. You're right. Yeah, celebration. You were his. He was. I'm, I'm done with. I'm done with the military. Um, <laughs> well, I'd be celebrating too if I was your grandpa and had you come do labor for me every summer. Like <laughs> I've been fizzes. <laughs> Man, do you put this like stuff the, on your resume? Did you chew tobacco while you did any of this? No. no? All right. I so die. so um, how many people were in your family? Uh, my my dad is one of 10. I'm one of five. Two of five That's brothers a big and sisters. Workforce. Where do you fall? I'm uh, second oldest. Second oldest. Yeah. Now, did it ever get to that point where you guys moved or did anything where like some of the younger ones never had to do what you had to do? They, they, didn't, no, they didn't pull yeah. their way. Everybody my, did it. My sister didn't have to do it. Like, after me, my dad had nothing but girls. So oh. they never had. Oh, so they're they, all yeah. playing with dolls yeah. and learning how. Did it make cook. you? Did it kind of piss you off that yeah. they? Did, okay, because you were thinking, who cares whether the girls and right. I go do some work? Go well, bend a fence. Co- I had a female cousin. She would come out. And oh, she did. Yeah, she picked watermelon just as. How big were the watermelon? Like, they I'm, were huge. Okay, because I'm thinking, like, when I go to the store and buy a watermelon, it's pretty tank. That's gonna be tiresome. It. It was about the size of a football field. So you would do what? You'd go out there. He, my grandfather would thump on them and be like, all right, this is good. And throw it in your bag. All right. And throw it in a bag? You had to carry, where were you carrying these yeah, things? Like the we were carrying like three and four watermelons. Herniated disc Santa. I thought you, were, like, I thought you were just bringing them right over to like a tree. No. Tr- tr- uh, no. Uh, okay. No. My, grandfather, thought, my grandfather used a plow with a mule holy up until shit. he was... 85. Okay. And that is, and this is true, if I'm not mistaken, but this is where Gallagher got all his watermelon from, was from your grandfather. <laughs> this is a comic, uh, kind of like a yeah. lore, if you will. <laughs> comic lore. <laughs> That's where you did it. We know? supplied the watermelon. Gallagher's like, where was the farm? Texas. It was in Texas. Yeah. yeah, Gallagher had a guy in Texas. That was your grandfather. Where in Texas? Like near uh, College Station, like, you know, where Texas A&M, Houston, Colorado. It's right between Houston and Austin. Oh, that's not. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, Houston. Horrible. horrible. Not nice. Yeah, Austin, why are you trying to? He's tra- John's trying to paint a beautiful picture of you. Like, I, no. I really like Austin. I really do. Well, I he wasn't Austin. Yeah. in Austin. Yeah. No, he was. Could you get to Austin when you were a kid? You didn't really. No, he could, could get, get nowhere. You were Amish. Your dad, your grandfather, used a goddamn <laughs> mule and a plow for God's yeah. sake. Yeah. That's how we Did you ever get to town. do that, or was he always like, get away no. from the... Okay, so here's the deal. That no. is... that is My grandfather loved his mules. Because that was... <laughs> of all the tools you guys were using at the time, like as Amish as you all sound, but like your grandfather's using a, that plow and the, and the mule and everything, that was like the best tool. Yeah. So that's why he got to use it. Like w- in my growing up, it was the leaf blower. Okay. My dad would have a leaf blower, and I would be out raking leaves with a leaf... I'm like, hey, can I use the leaf blower? Be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You use the rake. Yeah. You do all the labor. I'll just sit up here with a drink in my hand and blow the leaves around. For, for us, it, yeah. And, and, and we had to cut the yard with a push mower. Yeah. Ooh, with with the with a push mower or with a wait. This is your the, the Dallas house or the grandfather's? No, grandfather. The spinning blade. Well, that yard must have been like seventeen miles long if he's out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it was it was a huge yard. So basically. Okay, they hosted so, Woodstock. So this is fun making fun of you, but I do. I'm curious. Is if, if you were on. just. If the concept was, yeah, you're free labor, but right. the attitude was, this is how you you learn to to respect her and all. Like, was there a learning? Le- was there a reason yeah, why was it was like to keep yeah, you in simply, line? Yeah. This was a learning lesson. 
please let the clan come. <laughs> so I don't have to do this shit. Well, who knows? They could have made it worse. There could have been more mowing like, uh, if the clan took over. That's a, that's a lot. So you started at 10. This is, by the way, um, I'm, I'm going to roughly guess, is this late 70s, early 80s-ish? 80s. The early 80s. Early 80s. Yeah. Early 80s. Um, so and, and so when some... you were there, no TV? TV when you were with your no, grandfather? Did no. He believe, did he have a television? We, we had, did you guys just so, listen to radio? So have, your tears? What did you? We didn't have cable or satellite. So we basically, you know, the but there was he did at least have a TV. He had a TV, but okay. it was one channel and it was church. Oh, you have just and been destroyed here. He would not let us change it, and we're like, so you couldn't watch like Love Boat no. or not. And this was BS, BS, right before Super Bowl Shuffle. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what years yeah. it would have been, but we're talking. Uh, so we're talking about like eighty-one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This yeah. is so. This Their is still for all intents and purposes like the early eighties were still like the late seventies. It was yeah. all kind of the same. Yeah. Back then. Still, people love like cocaine was like even bigger, but but people had changed their attitude. Like I, I didn't even I've, know about cocaine. Well, of course not. You were a child. I'm saying I didn't know about it either. <laughs> even though saying, he was yeah. he was making it on the farm, right. he didn't know yeah, what he was, he was like, making. I was rolling watermelon over these bricks of white powder. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I've, picked, yeah. I've picked everything. I've even, I mean, churning butter. Like, butter doesn't... Why? Okay, so what are you doing all this for? For who? The for farm. Us, they the need eat. to eat, yeah. Just That's, for you guys. Yeah. So and was my no, grandfather would sell the he watermelons did. Okay. in town. And the and, butter and everything? No, not the butter. But he would then... We would pick watermelon to give to the hogs. And when he, I say hog, like, they were about... Hold on a second. You were doing hard labor for yes. a pig? Yes. Okay. Oh, the pig eats better than I do. Your pigs were eating watermelon Didn't all the time? that ever kind of piss you off yes, as a human being? You're like, I'm sorry, oh. am I carrying all these and breaking yeah. my back for... Yes. To, that, a, to an animal that rolls in its you, own you, you filth? You want to know something? Who's eventually going to be my breakfast? Yeah. This is what I'm doing here? This is the only thing. I would look at those pigs and I go, I'm going to win in the end. Like, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, I will not be slaughtered by my grandfather. You will be. So you did... So and he, we slaughtered hogs. I was going to say, did you have to do that? You, I was going to yeah. ask you, did that scar you at all or no? Because I, I guess, it, well... Added to his hatred did of you have to, Did you see it enough that by the time... Wait a minute. you But you had to do it. I didn't have to do it. Like so a, you never had to take the life out of something. No. My grandfather would sit there with a twenty two and right between the eyes. A little bit more humane then. Okay. Yeah. Versus this thing because it's then it's the wiggle and the... No. Right. Yeah. He okay. would shoot it and then once it was dead, then he would cut... Then the he would cut... You have to let it bleed it, out. out. Yeah. yeah. And then... It was I, I didn't notice, but I I guess I was like nine or like nine, two. We would go every in the wintertime after the cows had calves and stuff like that if it was a bull my grandfather would castrate it and so and it was thinking back on it it is uh, horrific oh my God, it my wasn't penis like hurts wait a minute so the bull would just be there like i'm just gonna go ahead and over here. Oh, what are you doing it was a little bit Balls. it was a little bitty calf so my grandfather my dad who's a bigger and my uncles would hold the calf down and my grandfather would split the calf's legs open take a razor blade while they're just sitting there. Yes. How, did they have to? Did they? Would they stitch it up, or they just? No. So wait, so wait a minute. So why? I just out of curiosity. Forgive my ignorance, but why were they cutting the balls? So because you can't have too many bulls. Uh, yeah, because they just walk running around and hump all the yeah, time. Yeah, but they'll hump and then on top of that they'll fight. Oh, uh, okay. So basically, the balls take away all that testosterone and all that fight. I want. Yeah, they. But you them. keep a couple of them because you need some of them to breed. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean that's that's how they, yeah. So they should they just cut the balls and they walk away, yeah, and leave that thing just sitting there. And he would just my grandfather. I guess he was just so used to it. He would just toss like alcohol on it, like in oh, the. Oh rock. yeah, you gotta. 
sterilize that. The, the screaming you must have heard is just. Oh god! So and then you guys Haunts ate the balls, or what would you do with the balls? I've heard that some people eat the balls, I, right? No, my, we didn't eat them. I was like, I'm not eating that. Like after I saw that cut, I was like, I don't want to. But eat But people them. do oh. eat the balls yeah. sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rocky I mean, Mountain oysters. That's yeah. What, okay. Yeah. 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 One of the funniest parts of Kingpin is when Woody Harrelson is on that Amish farm, and, he, and they get up, and he's he got up super early, and he comes running over with like a bucket of what he thinks is milk, and he's like, he's got a milk mustache. He's like, I got up early and I milked your cow, and they go, we don't have a cow, we have a bull, and he goes, oh my god, I'm gonna go brush my teeth. <laughs> this is really. <laughs> Funny. So that happened to you, Willis? No. Like, oh, the way you were laughing, and I, I bring that up. Willis, like, well, that's more common than you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Speaking of teeth, I this just, thing only has one udder, but I'm going to tug it back and forth until, until, until something until happens. Something happens. But yeah, I mean, milk and a cow, milk and butter from a, straight from a cow does not taste like anything. When meaning good it, or bad, it's just or it's just not nothing. flavored yet by the government, so it's, it doesn't. No, it doesn't taste like how you when you go to the grocery. So it does store. it has zero taste? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't it has a different taste. Like it does. Or bitter? Yeah, like it not, came out of a weird tit, it, or it, it tastes to me. I mean, I define because, weird tit by the way because an udder because I'm used to. Oh yeah, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> because I'm used to store butter, and when I would taste it, I was like, this is. Not so they put more than salt in the butter to kind of give it flavor is what you're saying. Yeah. So you're so because you can put this. I'm assuming you guys put salt in the butter. No, put we didn't something put in. anything in it. It was just. So what did you make it for then? We, just because to you had to for butter for bread. Doesn't sound like well, no. It sounds but, like there was nothing to. It's but not it also gross. So it why would you make it? Sounds like the healthiest butter you could eat. Yeah, it was healthy. Well, first off, there's no such thing as healthy butter, but it was healthy because it wasn't any preservatives or anything in it. It mm. was just. Huh? Huh? What do they got? And <laughs> who's a doctor now? Did you make cheese? No, we didn't make cheese. Did you cut cheese? <laughs> we did cut the cheese and milk straight from a cow is thick. It's thick. Mm, it is. That's not sounding tasty. Yeah. Yeah. So this, how many years did you have to do this before you fi- before you finally got your release papers and you thought uh, and you four. heard you weren't going back to pop 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 pops uh, farm when, anymore? When I came to live with my mom and it, <laughs> <laughs> you, you literally had to leave everything. You're like, I gotta go. So 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 your mom and dad at this time were still together, correct? No. no. Okay, so you live in Dallas with your dad. With my dad. How many of your family members lived with your dad? Uh, me, just you. My dad had other kids by other women. So your your five, the five of you are not all. You're all blood related, but yeah. only halfsies. Yeah. Okay, got it. All right. And so, e- where did your mom my live? Si- my mom lived in California. Oh, okay. And I had a sister. Okay. And she lived in California. She lived in California with your. I don't think I met, have I met your sister. No. Okay. So, but and she then, and then my brother, he lived with his mom. My older brother lived okay. with his mom, but then he would come back and forth and live with. He her. he would share the hatred yeah. of the farm yeah. with you. Okay, yeah, that's, that's what you guys are. <laughs> you want to tell me the funny? I'm a, okay, so I'll tell you this real quick about picking watermelon. So we, every time you you, you broke a watermelon, you would get in trouble. You would get a whooping. So we realized. Jesus Christ! So you got to be like you're carrying yeah. like an egg. It's a lot of pressure. So, I thought I had a lot of pressure in my fantasy football draft, but this yeah. sounds like a little bit more pressure. And my grandfather would whoop you with a, a barber strap. Good God! Not you know what I mean. You know a barber strap. The, the the, we don't the, need the, to. The bottom line is, it sounds like it hurts. It's a strap, yeah. but it's like a leather that they yeah, they do the yeah. straight razor yeah. on. Yeah. So, it's so he would thick us with and that. angry. So if you broke a watermelon, me and my brother and cousin realized we could drop it down the well, and my grandfather would know. But one time, I broke a watermelon, and since I was the youngest, they were like, "We're not letting you put it in the well." And I was like, "What?" 
<laughs> go, they go. No, you're not gonna be able to put. It. I go if I put can't put it in the well. If I go down, we're all I'm, going. I'm down. telling everybody about the well and what's down there. That's the right. watermelon corpses. That's right. I go. I got one. You guys have four each. I know. I count. Like <laughs> they were like they hated me. But yeah, still, but you survived. You, got, yeah. you yeah. got to stand up for that because you're like, why would I take a whooping? Because you guys want me to throw this thing down the well. That yeah. sucks. Did the girl from the ring ever come out of that well? <laughs> That's what happened with the watermelon. The all watermelon, over her face. the watermelon right. seeds <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> uh, got soiled by radioactive waste, and then uh, a demon came out of the well. <laughs> she just came up just to say stop it, yeah. and then went back in until she could scare kids on VHS years later. <laughs> the uh, um, all right, so you you did this. How yeah. old were you when you finally got out? Fourteen. You were fourteen years 14. old. That's when you. That's when you moved to California. That's when I moved to California. Orange County kid. Orange County. That's right. Okay, yeah. so. Um, and I moved right down the street from the Nixon Library. But what was the reason, your Belinda? What was the reason um, you moved? Um, you fi- at fourteen. What was the why? Why fourteen? Uh, me and my dad's wife didn't get along. Oh, okay. So I was like, yeah, maybe St- I was it go. was it the teen years? And you were just like, no, Wait, no. Did he have the wife at that all the time, no. or was this later? So later. when you're first ten, no, no wife, no wife. Okay, and then she kind of comes into the picture. And she comes into the picture. But what was your relationship with your mom, though, if you if she lived in a different state? Did you have one, or was yeah. it all long distance on the phone? It was, it was long distance on the phone, call. For those who don't know what long distance is, Willis yeah. had, oh my to, God, yeah. had and, to and get... We, and we couldn't talk long. But the good yeah, thing... There were certain hours. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to make it quick. And you dialed the yeah. number. You did not push button on this, no. right? I mean, this is like old school. And, well, the good thing is my mom worked for uh, Pac Bell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So you had cheat hours. So she could call me from work. Like she'd go to work. Uh, okay. And yeah. She call me. She yeah. has another phone. Right. And so you know, back back then, you you walked. You you went to work to make your long distance calls. You hey. did. But when did? Okay, I'm trying to remember this. I'm listening to you, th- yeah. trying to think about all this because you could still miss someone's call. When did answering machines actually become the thing? Eighty. Because for a while, the phone would just ring, and if you weren't yeah. home and you didn't get to it, eventually, you but, just missed the fucking call, you don't know who called you. And even then, answer machines, everyone didn't have an answer machine. Right. right. Barely. So, but it was like one of those things, like, the answer machine came out, it was, an, it was an novel, yeah. and then uh, a few years went by, and when you'd call someone and they didn't, like, who doesn't have an answer <laughs> machine? And you'd get pissed. It's like, uh, it's like when you try to call somebody now, and their voicemail is full, you're like, right. what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> empty that out, you psychopath. Ian like, Bag. So the, dude, that um, drives me insane. Yeah. yeah the, the, and then, of course, people went to voicemail, and then people didn't understand they were leaving a mess on voicemail. They'd be like, Steve? Hello? Yeah, Steve? Right. Yeah. Steve, yeah, hello? So your, 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 your voicemail is just listening to somebody try to talk to you. For... Remember, it was a cassette tape. Remember, it was yes. just one cassette tape. <laughs> and then it became two cassette tapes, and then it got <laughs> digital, and then... Well, was... the cassette tapes, you could get those funky, like, leave your name at the beat. <laughs> Leave your name at the beat. Nobody's home. Nobody's home. You know what I mean? Remember those commercials? Like, wacky answering machine call. And the funniest thing is, like, our answering machine, I live with these two guys. Uh, we'll call them the Jasons. Um, but I live with these two guys right before I moved out here. And it, they would. this one guy would change the answering machine message every day. And it was like something like, he wouldn't tell us what it was going to be. We, I just went to work and forgot about it. But he would be like, Oh my God, we can't come to the phone. John is tied up. And like he would say all these crazy fucking things. So if you call to leave a message or, or check in or something, you'd hear that. And you'd be like, oh, Jesus Christ. I hope nobody important called today. <laughs> I still, I'll, for this to this day, I remember I, I lived with my brother, my older brother, for a little while in Milwaukee. And we had um, to leave each other messages. We right. had like a whiteboard right next to the phone. So you could be like, hey, so you know, so called. So and so called. And, you know, if you were really good, you'd be like at 1020 or whatever. Right. So they knew when left message call back or whatever. And I remember um, 
one time seeing my brother write. He was trying to write down. He wanted to do the outgoing message. Okay. My brother's not like me. Very funny, but he's not like a public speaker. Right. Oh, yeah. And so I'm in the other room, and I just, I just hear this. Boop. Yeah, um, we're not. Damn it. <laughs> Boop. So, hi, we're I not would. home right now. So if you just no. want to, chip, God damn it! And like we just went on for like a half an he hour. Was trying and to I was get like, it perfect. <laughs> it was the whole thing was just like all I had to say is we're not home. Leave a message, and he was trying to read it and trying to get like the right syllables and the right. Places. Hello, we like, are not home. Please leave a message. It's like some people take their outgoing took their outgoing uh, messages no, no. very seriously well, and very <laughs> succinct. Yeah, and he just Please. couldn't get it right. I was just dying laughing, and they're finally I'm like, "Do you want me to just do it and?" Just be done with Brad's like, hey, thanks for coming out, everybody. This is our outgoing message. Uh, <laughs> Another 40 comedy. minutes of nonstop messages coming up next. Exactly. For so, my dad, my dad, when he when we first got an answering machine, his his uh, the, uh, the message was always like, hi, you, hello, you've reached Huck Enterprises. <laughs> so like it was it it was like a, people thought they were reaching a, if they didn't know they thought they were reaching a business, which I think was his pl- was his plan. There was really no Huck Enterprises. He had Huck and Sons like copywritten, I think, but like. We didn't start a business he, together. What was he going to do with it? I don't know. I, <laughs> like, he was going to be my manager. I was going to move out to Hollywood. I, I will say that um, I remember when the cell phones first came out, I did. You know, you could, if, I don't think you can do it anymore. They restrict the amount of time you can right. use for your outgoing message. But well, back yeah. then, I think it. W- I think you could leave literally leave a two minute outgoing message. Oh my god! So what so I did just wouldn't ha- wouldn't leave a no. message. Well, so what I did was, I uh, if you called me and I went to voicemail, I, I it would go please hold, and then I would play the girl from Ipanema the whole time, and then it would be like Boop, leave a message. Most of my messages were. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you. Hey, I waited the two minutes, and uh, I wanted to tell you something. Get hit by a bus. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I hope you shit all the way <laughs> until you can't shit anymore. I hope you have violent diarrhea for the rest of the week. Good night. So you had to obviously make... You had to have a conversation with your mom like, I, I, I don't want to live here anymore. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and it, it, Did you have it with your mom first or your dad first? Mom and, first. Make sure, and you make sure you have... I make sure I can Make go. sure you got a hand to grab onto before was you it? let go of the <laughs> yeah. other one. So let me, I know... Because I didn't want to have that conversation with my dad and say, hey, I think I want to live with mom. I don't and like your go, wife. And then I go... And your I'm, mom's yeah. like, get the fuck out of here. Your mom's like, eh, yeah, I don't think you're ready to come out here yet. Cut to you living with Pop Pop. So the... Working on the farm 24-7. Was it pretty... Was she like fine or was it a little bit tough and were you scared she was going to say no and we, did you have these feelings of like I'm going to be I'm going to be trapped here if mom says no I, I knew she would know? say yes uh, okay. I knew she because she wanted me out there anyways and why did you stay with your dad versus your mom at my this time like, like, he wanted that. you he was like you're not taking my son he wanted because yeah. he wanted it, he wanted yeah. to mold the son yeah. into wanted, the man that he wanted yes. he okay. wanted a man he was like he did not want to be his son to be raised by a woman and end up being a woman, basically. Right. Is right. that was his fear? He didn't like, want you to be a mama's boy. Right. He didn't basically, want me to be a mama's yeah. boy. So he's like, you are going to go pick watermelons and not throw them down a well. Did you have, what was your relationship with your father? You said you, the reason was because of the new mom. Right. But what was the relationship with your father? It was still good. It was fine. Yeah. So he did he understand at some point or was it hard because you're a teenager and no one really understands what the hell was going on? Right. Everyone's kind of screwy. It was hard for him. It, I mean, it Put it this way: Even to this day, my dad's like, "Why don't you move back to Texas?" Like, oh, like, he still thinks you, that'd be something you. But yeah, he understands what you do out here, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm not coming back to Dallas. I'm. I love you. I can visit. Yeah, them. Happy Thanksgiving. I'll yeah. show up for some turkey. Right. There's planes every day going back to Texas, and I'll be there. But uh, I won't move back. Like he wants us. He wants all of his kids to be near him. Sure. I I I honestly <clears throat> I get that as a parent, but also at the same time, like I've. I feel like if me and my brother were like 
Mom, we're going to live right next to you in Illinois. I think she'd be like, what? Yeah. Why? Don't do that. What are you talking about? Like, I think she enjoys, one, I think I'm, I know she enjoys the fact that we're out living the lives we want to live. Right. <clears throat> and she had a huge part in that. And then also, um, the fact that now she can come to California and visit and go to New York and visit and have right. somewhere to stay. And because she's still about. at 70, she's still kicking ass across the, you know, oh. she might not drive from coast to coast. Right. <clears throat> but she's still fucking traveling all over, like more than more than me, and I get paid to travel sometimes. So it's like, and, and my dad drives. He still drives. Like he drove from Dallas. To, oh, he's that guy. To, he uh, just yeah. gets behind the wheel. He's like, yeah, it's a twenty-two hour drive. Yeah, I'll and see he, you in twenty-two dro- hours. And he did it with my daughter. Well, you know, he did it with my daughter uh, in the car. He drove from Dallas back to L- uh, California, which is a uh, twenty-four about twenty-three hours. Twenty-three hours. Yeah, okay. But he didn't drive it straight because he had her in the car. And he was like, ah. and should she get, how old was she? Did, was she She's getting nine. fussy? She's she, Oh, so this was recently. This was recently. Oh, wow. So, uh, and it's funny because my dad had her for about four or five days. So he took her to bars with him. He, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Texas. You could do that shit, right? I was like, Dad, you can't take her to the bar with you. She, there's laws. He goes, ah, I did it with you. Because he did it with me. Right. He probably went in to the bars. 70s, they, didn't, they didn't give a they shit. Didn't give a <laughs> right. Shit. I went yeah. to bars in the 70s. Yeah. Like, it was just like no one, it was like, right. yeah, come in, sit the kid over there, try yeah. not to breathe too much cigarette smoke. Right. <laughs> and they're smoking cigarettes still. Yeah. And, they're, and they're like, and then he uh, let her sit in the front seat, and uh, you know all the things all the that us helicopter parents that you don't let her do. Yeah, he and basically introduced her to the 1970s. Right. Is what no. he did, he just showed her what here's your daughter skateboarding like. without yeah. a helmet. Like, what is happening? And she loves it. Well, like, of course, of course. She's, she's taboos, a child. man. Oh, you want Pop Pop is the best now. What does yeah. she call him? Big guy. Big. <laughs> That's hilarious. And of course, big guy is not sending her to the farm to pick watermelons. <laughs> yeah. to get whipped with a belt. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, does it, um, the family still? On, I'm assuming your grandfather yeah. has passed. He has passed. But, but does the, is the family still on the farm? Yes, they still. And own. So who took it over? Uh, we now just, just relatives of some sort. Relatives, some relatives stay on the, oh. in the house. Oh, okay. But we rent out the land so people to other their, people yeah. sharecroppers. Is that what's called sharecropping? Where yeah. you you come in, and you get a piece of it, and you do your work on that side. They, and you pay a piece. Well, they don't do any farm work. They don't. They, they just let their cows graze now. Oh, okay. They let you know for a place for people to have their cows and stuff like that. I didn't realize how much land we did have as a family. Like, well, at least you have a place to retire. That's the most important yeah, thing. I'm, I'm not going. There. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd throw something <laughs> positive out there, but if you want to turn it into so, a so, wait, you have the farm still? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's nice though. It's, it's it's funny though that going to that farm. Every time I drive by, I, I still want to set it on fire. Like, <laughs> just, when was the last? How long has it been since you've seen the farm? Uh, two thousand eight. Okay, so not that long ago. Not that long ago. Okay, so I want to let's let's go back for something because this is um, I don't know. So this would have been the mid to late eighties when you moved to um, yeah. Orange County. Yes. Obviously, the joke we've all made because we're no John and I are not from here. We right. learned very early on when we moved out here that's called the Orange Curtain. It's, it's a very orange, conservative yes. Republican. Yes. Oh yes, uh, very white yes. uh, blonde. I, well, first thing I noticed is beautiful blonde haired women yes. all over the place. Surfer dudes. Oh my god, Can I a know? lot, a lot of guys with a lot of older men with ascots, right. and you know, a lot of guys that look like Ted Knight. I call it Hitler's uh, <laughs> Hitler Christmas Youth. Gift. I wouldn't yeah. go yeah. that far, but I'm saying these are all the things that people kind of joke about, make right. reference to. But then yeah. when you see them all their very, gym uniforms at high school, you're like. It is kind of Hitler youthy, <laughs> but so you grew up in this, and yeah. so and actually, had, uh, previous guest Patrick Keene also was an Orange County kid, yeah. um, and he's he's also alluded to the fact that. It, but the bottom line is, all those other jokes aside of every, yeah. all the like the stereotypes that yeah. I just said, it is a very primarily um, white, white, and and conservative. Yes. I, 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 is that are both those very relatively true? true? Rel- okay, very true. So that must have been a culture shock for you. Then it was a big culture shock because 
this is the thing. When I got there, like in the eight, what was it, eighties? So eighties, you ironed. We ironed our clothes. We made sure they were neat. Did you iron your hair too? No, I didn't iron Come my on. hair. Did you do a flat top? I do. I did. Do did a you flat, do a flat top? Yes, I had a yeah, flat top. Yeah, what's the eighties? You had? I had. I even had the you know the waves. I had designs <laughs> in my head. I had. I put every design in my head. That You're you an could, artist, bro. Yeah. You're an artist. I put. I put the New York skyline. Of I course put, you did, because you're living in Orange County and you're <laughs> from you Texas. Really? Why not put where, the Twin Towers on the back of your where, head? Where did you find the place that could do that stuff? My barber could do it. Oh, okay. then I had, That's all he had was the New York stencil. He's like, I can't give you any other skylines. Like, I got the St. Louis <laughs> skyline. I like, had a light going well, there's, there's, in my head. So there, there is no, there is no Orange County Damn. skyline you could put in there, right? No. What? There's just one building. Okay. It's just one white dude in a big truck with a backwards hat. It's like, oh, I got the Orange. Orange County symbol. Is this a, a hat with a point? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are the eyes cut out of this sheet for? What is the black population in that in that area? Point point eight percent. It, so and 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 did you so did you go to a what's what kind of what, what, what kind of school did you go to? I went to Esperanza. And what is, is that? Is that a public school? Is it a Catholic school? school? Is it all boys school? So it's a public. It's so a it's public school. And, but it's it's funny. Like even the black people weren't really black. Like I so. Was, they still had jerry curls, and I was like, "Why do you have a jerry curl?" And I'm up here in the in the '80s, like it was right around that whole NWA. Yes, thing. I was just going to ask in, you what what kind of influence that had. Granted, in, it wasn't that close to you, but close enough, right? And it had to it had an influence on every uh, high school campus, every high school campus. Yeah, across everyone the was like, "Oh my gosh, NWA!" I remember the first time I heard NWA. But did you guys get new cred? Is that when is that when the cred of like yeah. oh, I kind of want to be like a black person? Yeah, because like, that's kind of yeah. when it started, right? That's right when it started. Because before that, there was a lot of racial divide, not just North County, no, but everywhere. everywhere. Even when I grew up, and, and but it, all of a sudden, NWA made black people like white people were like, yeah, I could totally want. I kind of think like that's a culture that I want to be a part of. It was NWA. So these are things NWA. Uh, like Run DMC really didn't. Push the they envelope. softened the yeah. <clears throat> Run DMC was f- awesome, but they it was the, it's the difference of like um, Grandmaster Flash. Like right. some people, Public kinda, Enemy, and yeah. like uh, like, right. a, like a not political right. um, and Will and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Fresh Prince. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a soft that, landing. That's, as a really, you can get. that's, a, that's really soft. To me, I mean, Run what DMC was, his was first pretty song? awesome. Huh? What was Will Smith's first song? Uh, I'm forgetting it now. It was parents just don't understand. Which I know every single word to. Yeah, and I literally thought that. Was rap music at the was time? Was that your outgoing? Like, oh, rap music! God, this is good. Yeah. I, um, all right. So you're so okay. So what? So yeah. What was it like growing? Like how many? It was, so you all of was, a sudden. It was like I, I was the only black guy in every class that I went to. What about Dallas? Let's start with first Dallas. In Dallas. I was the only you, black in the majority guy that had his dad. Oh. Wow! Wow! <laughs> By the way, just so we're clear, Willis is a stand-up comedian, so that, he, that we're now starting to understand how he's able to put these all these pieces, and that is also very understand funny. this was his life, and yeah, his, there's probably at least eighty-five percent truth to that. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> like I would go to school, like in Dallas, I still got licks. Like you could still get licks from a teacher, from a teacher. Oh yeah, yeah, and and a principal. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And they had a paddle, yeah. and your parents would go, "Yeah, yeah you probably yeah. deserve that shit." You're like, yeah, and they were like, yeah, uh, "They barely ever like if you find out they get the paddle." Your parents very rarely were like, "I don't know about this." Let I, me go I think, talk yeah. to you. Let me go talk to your teacher. No, see why they were like, "Maybe you don't do that again," and he doesn't beat you with the fucking well, paddle. How does that well, sound? Well, different time. Well, my dad, if he heard I got a paddle, he's like, "What you got? You got paddle?" Well, mother. Well, yeah, now you need a belt. Now you need a belt. Who beat me to it? Right. Yeah. No pun intended. All right, so no one beat my son but me. Yeah. So, um, all right, so you so, get to Orange County, and it's and, 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 it's, and you probably had you visited before you said, "Mom, I want to come." 
to you? Yeah, I had okay. visited. But, but not the schools and all that no, stuff. No. And so was it an isolated visit? So you only saw certain things only, because you just weren't hanging well, out with family? Only, well, this is the thing. It wasn't isolated. I was around, we would go to church with my mom. It was just church, home, maybe go hang out with some of her church friends. Which home. is how exciting for right. a 12, 13-year-old boy. Was, was the church diverse? No. Yeah. It was. The church was diverse. Yeah. It was like those who light skin black and, and like okay. dark once, skin once black. Cannot be clear enough. <laughs> okay, got it. It was not diverse. Like yeah. I was like, oh my God. And and it was funny because for me, I had I remember when I, I did have a curl. I did have a jerry curl. Oh God, please tell me there's photos of this. Why haven't I seen them online? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to get God. One when now. the well, when the coming to America came out, was that when everyone was like, we better get rid of these jerry curls? Like they are no, making fun of us. I, I can't believe people still had it up until up until right. Yeah, because it was, was like, like Eddie Murray was like the last. Like, didn't he have a jerry curl? The ball, baseball player for the Orioles. Did you consider? Yeah. Okay, so within your culture, the jerry curl thing mm-hmm. that was like was that like the white people's perm where it was like yes. that's a, it needs to yes. be a short lived. We yes. need to drop this. Yeah, yeah. let's we pretend it, it's a dark. Quit. It's a dark mark on our history. Right. Let's pretend it never happened. <laughs> I remember. Other than know, that, black people have been very, very cool this whole time. Do you remember, like, on some some upscale buses and airplanes, they had to put the jerry curl? Uh, they would they would put the the thing. Yeah, that on the back of the, the plane. The grease you, from the that you, you would add. They rip them off right. after every flight. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm talking? They don't do yeah. that anymore because apparently no Nobody one really gets, uses that yeah. stuff anymore. They, so. Actually, some planes still do have like a a, a a thing that they rip off, but but I agree with you that it's not the same as it used no, to be. No, and yeah. and a lot of old, and just so we're clear, it's also older men used to use what was it, bro Gr- cream or Grecian, whatever? Yeah, yeah Grecian, Grecian formula. Like, so there was this whole period of time they, where like people just you didn't put shit in their hair. So yeah. much stuff in their hair. Now it's just reserved for pompadours. Yeah, now I just do. Uh, I'm just one can of Aquanet a day. I do a baseball hat. I do. I heard of that. My doctor prescribed a hat. Um. <laughs> and one at night. Yeah. Right, so yeah. here you are in Orange County, and I am. It is complete. Like it is complete. Like I, when I moved there, I was like, okay, I'm not going to be an athlete. I'm just going to be a student. Were you an Did athlete you play, before you moved? Yeah. You played. You played football. Played football. And football. Played, both places you moved to, but just so people who don't who don't understand. Is a we all know. In we Texas, all know it is, and in Orange County, and in Orange County, as I say, that's yeah. the thing yeah. in California. That's where the, all the USC quarterbacks come yeah. from. Well, yeah. You know yeah. this. Hollywood I, kids grow up going yes. like, what? And then Orange County kids yeah. go, if I don't get it's a scholarship. It's all about football I'm and religion down to, there yeah. as well. And so I'm, I moved. I, I was like, I'm not going to play any sports. And I didn't realize how competitive I was. But I played basketball, football. I ran track. Why, you know, why, why was the – what was the – determining like why were you like i don't want to did you were you fed up with sports at, at i wasn't general? fed up i was just because i realized that playing sports put me in a different category like i was like i just want to be a student and you get it made me more popular than i really wanted to be at that time oh i thought as i say because my yeah. theory would be what you do it because it's an easy way to get yeah. popular to get in. yeah, yeah well, you, you well, were like i don't want to get in I don't fuck want, these I people yeah, <laughs> I <didn't> want, <laughs> you took one look around like yeah i'm done here i was like ah, i just want to i just want to be a student go to and i would go to school and i would People were like, they were like, I would talk to you and you wouldn't talk back. And I was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't trust you. I was like, in Texas. <laughs> so you were just real weary of yeah, the I'll, whole, like, hey, Willis. I mean, that's a lot of white Willis, people all Willis. of a sudden Shiv. are you. Shiv, put the, put the ship down, Willis. It's okay. This isn't a prison school. <laughs> Shiv. No, but was, like, you, you came from, like, people that you that looked like you being around you, and right. then you moved to a place where there was no one that looked like you, and, and everyone and, was a fucking and, weirdo. And in Texas, white people would be like, you know, I remember one time walking as a kid down the street, and these white kids drove by, and like nigger and hit me in the head with rocks and so, so the racism was a little more forward yeah. if you will 
Isn't, that, <laughs> isn't that what they say about the South? Dave Chappelle's like the South. It's in your face. How you doing, sir? How you doing? That's beautiful. Thank you. Like, at least you know where everyone stands. So, okay. And that's still, that's by the way, that's that happened to you. That's horrible. That's really tragic and not something to laugh at. Was it as bad? I can't even imagine. As much as we joke about the orange yeah. curtain, did you feel more accepted regardless? Was the racism less and were people more open or was it just behind closed doors? It was behi- like, it was like, oh, we like you, but don't come over. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, we like you, but our parents yeah, don't. Right. Yeah. And, and I was like, are you sure you like me? And, and it, you know what I mean? Like, No, that's got to fuck with your head. And so yeah. I just, I was like, I'm not talking to anyone. Like, I just kept everyone away. And then I realized I went to P, I had P.E., and I'm in PE class, and I'm crushing it, probably crushing it, right? The only black guy in PE class, he's dunking over everyone. He's like, "Wow, this is We're racist playing, too." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're playing baseball, softball, basically, and I'm getting mad because they're not trying to win. They're like, "I was like, why did you get it?" And they're like, "Well, you know, because it's gym class, and we don't nail. care. I don't want to get a grass stain <laughs> on my I shorts. Grow. I don't want to get sweaty." Yeah, and I was like. Fuck this. Motherfucker. I was like, I'm going, I got to go back into sports. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Willis and, is back. And I went in and that was, that was it. Like, I just played football. I was. What did you play in, in tailback. football? Tailback. I was okay. a tailback. I was all the way. And I was like. Did you play both, both ways or only no, in offense? Just offense. Okay. I didn't really like defense. I was, I was lazy on defense. Okay. I get on defense. I just kind of was like, uh, well, he's close. If he was close enough to tackle, I'd tackle him. But if, if I he, had to run for it. But if he was like, well. It looks like I'm going to have to put a lot more effort, but I need to save some of this for offense. <laughs> so I want to I want to get into where you um where you where comedy and and Hollywood had an impact on you when when you started noticing something that in you that wanted to do that, but I'm just curious it when the majority of your friends when you growing up moving to Orange County, mm-hmm. did you stay within your own race or did you, when you look back on it now you had a pretty decent mix of friends? I had a mix of, of friends. I I could Was it unintentional or intentional? It was, or was it because of sports? It was unintentional. It really was. Um, it wasn't like because I was like, "Well, he's black. I got to be his friend." But I, it's and, a silly. Que- I know it's a stupid no, question for no, me to ask, but, question, but people sometimes isolate themselves. There's a safety valve by by going to with people that you that you know you're familiar with. And, and a lot of times, I would I couldn't just isolate because I played football. Right. So my football friends would be like, "Hey, come have lunch with us," and we'd, I'd eat lunch with them. Or then sometimes it was like I'd have black friends. They're like, "Hey, come have lunch with us," and I go eat lunch with them. Or even the kids that were like heavy metal kids, they were like, "Hey, Willis, come hang with us." Basically, it, Willis is an equal opportunity lunch eater. Yeah, right? yeah eat that's lunch what I started to find out. It's anybody. All <laughs> I was like, all right. I would hang out with the heavy metal kids, the the breaker kids. I would hang out with. Uh, we had a small, very small uh, Mexican group, and I would hang. I out I bet with that them. group is bigger now. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I would because I hung, I hung out with the Mexican kids because they had great parties. <laughs> Dude, and that is, it might be a stereotype and it might sound racist, but Mexican people do know how to party. Yeah. They always have a smile on their face and they're always having a good time. That was the thing. Like, I'd go to the white parties and they would just sit around and drink. And I was like, why isn't anyone playing music? Why isn't anyone dancing? Uh, Music is loud and dancing is the devil's tool. And then there was like a push up contest or something like that. Dude, yeah. Who can do more pull ups? (laughs) I was like, okay, this is horrible. So I stopped going. I didn't go to any dances at school. Because I was all like, white people standing around yeah, doing nothing. Yeah, they would nothing. just stand around that, and that, not that, With dance. Billy Idol that, playing that, in the background, you're like, yeah, money, money. This yeah, is yeah. great. Dude, that's me. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to do that's this. Me. And so then I, um, 
I, it's funny. I have a joke about talking about the difference between going to a black school and a white school is the bands. Like I talk about the bands because I was like in a band in a white school. It's oh, all nerds. Like the marching band or yeah. the, like the school band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like in a black school, you are cool if you're in the band, dude. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize it was a big deal until oh, I, I, and the funny. The sad part of it, I only found out about because of the hazing. Right, is how you end up finding out that there's, there's all these incredible bands that yeah. really matter, but that you find out because somebody ends up dying in a bus or something like you, that. You haven't it's looked so crazy. at the, the black colleges. Uh, play on Thanksgiving Day, look, at, I, dude. As soon as the, I had, I'm, I'm yeah. not that guy. Yeah. I watch the game, and when something else starts happening, I'm out, I'm out of the room uh, doing something there, else. Uh, I, oh, put sorry. it this way: you go, and, and a bl- a blacks go to the uh, like black colleges. They love that. They, they don't they, even go to watch the game. They watch they, that. They use the game like halftime to go get their their, their refreshment. Yeah, they watch cool. the bands, and then the band comes on. They're like, "Oh, the band's about to start." They yeah. run out and get in stand. That's kind of awesome, though. I go. I live. I'm from a very small town, and yeah. not not even that small anymore, but a small town in Illinois uh, and growing up predominantly white people right. you know what I mean but 4th of July we have a pretty big a pretty big parade and we have right. a good fireworks display and people really get into the 4th of July but the most exciting thing about the parade the thing that everybody like white black everybody in town yeah. talks about is one the Jesse White Tumblers which is uh, a group of inner city kids mm. who are Fucking amazing at gymnastics who come in and do these flips and they're jumping yeah. through hoops and they're doing all this crazy shit. Everyone goes bananas for that. And then the inner city schools that come out to march in our parade, they're marching bands. Yeah. Like the difference of my high school marching band walking by, like, and then the, the, do the inner city school, dude, exactly. The drum, the drummer, the drum core of those bands is like massive. And they're all like, and they're just fucking spinning sticks and they're just badass. And it's like, it really is like, is it true? Do white people not have rhythm? Is that a real thing that wasn't no, just made up? No, I think we are like, so pent up right. that we can't let loose. Is that, yeah, so the, our rhythm is just like, one we, and two and three and four. I really and one, do believe that the white race is is conservative <laughs> by as a motherfucker. Just, and we just want to control everything, and so we have to. We have to. Continue. It starts with dude, our own bodies, honestly, and our own self, and we're so pent up. But everybody, we've abused so many other races that every other race is like, we get a chance, we're fucking busting out, and we're having a good ass time. And except, for, except for some of the Asian groups, they they're just. They but that, but that is also like, that is the reason for this Trump uprising too. Is that it's white people going, hey, we. We had we had everything going for us. We, <laughs> Did we? Are we not? Are we gonna? Are we not? We're not gonna be in control of everything. Like it's about being in control. And when we when when the when the white rich start losing their power, right. they're gonna pick the poor as right. their army to come up. And the poor and the stupid be like, hey, the minorities are trying to take your shit. And it's like no one's trying to take your shit, dude. But, just stop. But you're just mad be because safe. you're gonna have to give up your vote, and another guy's gonna get a seat in the house, and he's not gonna be a crusty rich white dude. And, and you're all terrified. of that is fair. But just to be safe, Willis, if you wouldn't mind emptying your pockets before you go, that would be great. I really want to make sure that you didn't take anything. Oh from wow! The house. See, oh, wow. Just, See, Trump's America. Trump's America. As much time as I. I want to build a wall. <laughs> I want to build a wall around Brian's place and not let anyone in. <laughs> Trump's an act. Um, all right, so when did comedy come into play? Like, when did you become fascinated with Hollywood just in general? Not necessarily stand-up per se, but wh- what what part of your life, when you look back on it now, go, you know... When, I, when did I you knew, find you were when, funny? When did I realize I wanted to be a comic? I was actually six years old. Okay. I was six years old. I heard uh, my dad was listening. Him and his friends were listening to Red Fox. Oh, my God. You got to wash, wash your, your ass, ass. dude. <laughs> when I heard that, six, and everyone 
They're dying. Out laughing. They're grown like, men, and they're yeah. laughing. And you're six, and going, dude, washing your ass is funny. Yeah, and I was like, whatever he's doing, that's what I want to do. Interesting. Like, and I go, but were you a kooky kid at the same time, yes. or were you very? Yes. I was already, okay. I was already kind of like my family was like, ah, that's what. So well, you they tried to make people laugh. You were the yeah. boy in the beginning yeah. of Raw. Yeah. When and, he when he comes in, he's like, and then they kicked him in the ding ding. ding. <laughs> that boy got talent. That boy got talent. <laughs> But I was always funny, and my dad was like, like I would make fun of my dad. I would tease, you know, my aunt when my dad wasn't there. I would make fun of him, and because if he was there, he'd kill me. <laughs> it had to be when he wasn't there, because I don't like getting hit. Yeah, and so then I, um, like, I ended up. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, when I heard that, then I started making more jokes and being funny and listening to comedy, stand up, watching comedy. And were you? Were you? Did your dad have Red Fox on what record and everything? Yeah, was he, he had just, it on an album. So were you able to go kind of revisit that, like just yeah. keep listening to it when yeah. he wasn't around? When he wasn't around, I would listen. He had Red Fox, Richard Pryor, oh my God. and I would listen to uh, Bicentennial Nigger. Uh, Dude, that is a great uh, album that I can't ever say the title yeah. of. And when I first, <laughs> that one and then the, the his his first one, yeah. uh, it, that, that one is crazy, Yeah, right? Where he's dressed like a National yeah. Geographic yeah. cover. Like, dude, those yeah. are... Those great and the bicentennial one is great because the very end bit that he does you're yeah. like ah oh, yeah. okay yeah. yeah like it it those are two like red fox is a is a street joke teller yeah you know what i mean like he just his album when you when i have like red fox greatest hits or whatever there's like 70 tracks on it the yeah. album is an hour 10 minutes you know what i mean yeah. it's like okay whereas like other people have tracks that last like six seven minutes his is like 30 seconds, 20 seconds. Like. And you know, the funny thing I love about Red Fox is like, Red Fox album, when I finally, when I listen to it, you know, he's like, if you, he's all, I say fuck shit, motherfucker. He says, if you never said any of these words, come out to the parking lot. Let me put put your hand in my doorway and let me slap. <laughs> <laughs> I go, that's just so hilarious to me. And actually, when I first started doing stand-up, I, uh, I lifted some of Red Fox. I will say that. Well. Honestly, but I didn't know. I well, didn't. you didn't know and because you, the... The voices you hear that you're trying to emulate, that you're yeah. like, this is what, like if Red Fox is the first comedian you ever yeah. heard, that's the first time you saw your dad fall down and laugh, yeah. that's the voice you're trying to get to. Right. So like, I quoted George Carlin by accident at my dad's funeral. Okay. I well, did, okay, I, I first did a, off, I want to be very clear. The, your dad's funeral was not considered a, a showcase gig. Uh, there was in industry there. There was industry there. I was doing like I a, think you'll be, I was I, doing I get, a tight 10. You'll get a, you'll get a pass on that one. But it was just one of those things. I have it on CD. I have it recorded. <laughs> it recorded. Now Would available. Would you like your iTunes. speech? I was like, I guess. <laughs> so weird. Ten bucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a bringer funeral. Uh, I noticed no one else came to see you. They were here for your father, so uh, you're gonna have to pay us five dollars to perform at the uh, right. your father's funeral. So Red Fox <laughs> yeah. is where it started. Now, what else helped you develop it over the years other than Red Fox? Did you did you start watching well, television? Prior. Were there things on TV that you were that you know? Well, I mean, because there's stand up the, was all the, audio. Yeah, remember back in the '80s and '90s, there was a lot of stand-up TV shows. Like there were the oh, A-list, uh, yeah. VH1 had a bunch of stuff, and that Rod- was that was Rod- later. Rod- Young 80s. comedian and, specials, Rodney and, Dangerfield, Rodney Dangerfield's uh, A A and E, Evening at the Improv. I watched. I would stay. That's what I would. I would stay home sick from school to watch because it was on during the in the middle of the day. Oh wow! It was A and E's Evening at the Improv followed by a Caroline's one. I never really liked the Caroline show. I liked the Improv ones more. But that's when we all learned that a brick wall meant stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from so those would, shows. And then late night, uh, like, um, I remember watching, Then that's when I watched Saturday Night Live, and that's when I saw Eddie Murphy, and oh. when he did his stand-up, his three minutes that gave him everything. 
That has to be pretty motivational, though, because yeah. Eddie Murphy, I mean, one of the funniest things when he does when he comes out and he talks about not graduating high school, he's like, yeah, yeah so, yeah, really go to school because <laughs> get your job because I make this much money a year telling joke. And it was like, what is that? Guys, run. No, it's a fan. It's just a fan. Cloverfield, 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 Cloverfield. I love how we're all like, is someone shooting? Uh... Uh, actually, I thought Willis was farting, and I was waiting for it to end. And when it didn't, I was like, okay, that's a crazy long fart, buddy. When was the first time you did stand-up? And where? The first time I did stand-up was at USC at a frat comedy show. Yes. Okay. Wait, wait to really put yourself Were out you there. First off, I don't think it was like 200, 250 Holy people. Holy shit! But, okay, Were but you why there? Of, of all the places you could have done it, to, to was it a dare? Like, what? How does it well, even come up? A, a friend of mine knew I wanted to do stand up, and she was like, "I know this comic. He's doing a show. Why don't you come?" And I'll talk to him about putting you up. So, so she was already on the show. No, she wasn't. She's not even a comic. I thought she. Oh, she I thought you said she wanted to be a stand-up. No, oh. She just oh, she knew, knew you knew, wanted to be a. Stand-up. She knew I wanted to be. This is. Are you in? Are you? Where? Are you, well, how old are you at this point? I was twenty-two. Oh, okay. So you did. You never even. Yeah. You thought about it, but never did anything no, about it until. No. Did you do any theater in high school or anything like that? I, I took a theater class just because it was easy, but not because <laughs> that. Not because you wanted for the to grade. Okay, yeah. so. And um, you did go to college or did not go to college? I went to college where, for a where? couple of years, Fullerton. In Fullerton, okay. Yeah, so now in there, State Fullerton, JC. baby. No, and JC. there was no open oh. mics or anything you could have done there, or or did you did you think about it and then kind of bail on it? I bailed. I was working. Oh, okay. I was like, I gotta work. I gotta work. What I were you work. doing? Uh, I was working at L.A. Times. Oh. As a as a reporter? No, as okay. uh, <laughs> I worked in their well, mail you didn't room, say you had I worked a in their mailroom department. Like, okay, what they call the mailroom, which was basically I watched a a machine stack newspapers. Okay, wrap it and then send it. Like this is where downtown here, or is, was in, it? They in have a Orange delivery. And they had they had, they had a place had Orange in Orange County. County. Yeah. Okay. And so I would just sit there and watch it and like for four hours and basically, well, maybe like two or three hours really because. I would get there, and they were like, "Well, we haven't. The presses haven't started yet, so just sit around, go to the cafeteria, get some French fries, come back, and hang out." And they like, "Hey, kid!" I was the kid then. I was the mm. young guy. Hey, kid! Look at this young guy. And I picture everyone else just chomping cigars, yeah. like the newspaper business. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Junior. <laughs> and this, it was hilarious. One of my, uh, uh, one of, the, and this was this one guy. Uh, he worked there. He was so fat. Right. How fat was he, Willis? Well, <laughs> him and his wife both were very large people. Mm-hmm. Like they, Sexy. they would, they, they would go to a, a pizza place. He would order a large pizza. She would order a large pizza. Okay. And then they would order a large pizza to go. Well, right. You got to have a <laughs> snack for later after you finish your giant. I pizza. assume these two are no longer with us. <laughs> I, I assume so. But he threw his back out. Eating pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Lifting too many pizza boxes. Stepping up on a curb like his his. I was like, so he was a specimen of perfect health, is yeah. what you're. Well, I guess he was just like, you know what? I am who I am, and right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with. I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna literally live, roll live right over this curb and throw my back out. <laughs> All right, so your first time. So, first so time. this friend of yours knows you've, you've obviously talked about it. Yeah. You've been very vocal about it in yes. some in some circles. So here you are. And then this I, is your big chance. I go up. You go up to USC. And I, I that's when I go. Thank you if you clapped for me, and if you didn't, I hope you. Uh, I hope your uh, what did I say? I hope your mother disowned you. Okay, so good. So you started right off the bat with attacking the audience. Wow. That's great. And your yeah. first time, perfect. How'd that well, go over? Uh, it, they were like, oh, okay, okay. Like they wanted. They was like, okay. What kind of audience was this? All black. I was going to ask. It you, was. Okay. I was just going to ask. What fraternity was yeah. this? Was it uh, Alpha Phi Alpha? And uh, oh yeah, they were all Alpha. I just meant um, 
black or white. Black. Like, yeah. Okay. okay so you. So how many? How much, how much time did you do? I did three, maybe two. And two minutes. Two minutes. I did actually. Now, thirty seconds was the oh, and then <laughs> the rest was boo. Get off the stage. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh. Okay. So um, they two hundred people booing you. All right, but. But okay. you stuck with it. You, was there anybody else that that we to this day know that still does stand up that was on that show with you? How long ago was this, by the way? This is what year? Ish. This was. 90 it's your brain thinking, maybe five. Ninety five. Okay. Ninety five. Wow. Yeah. I'm keep keep talking. Yeah. I'm gonna fix that. So it, 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 Any, it, so anybody still in business? No, there's people that are still in the business. Uh, Ruben Paul. I don't know if you know Ruben Paul. That name is familiar. He uh, he was there. Um, Joe Torrey was there. Uh, Guy Torrey. His brother. Oh, Joe Torrey. Joe Torrey is older and was and also coached. Not the, the right. coach of the Yankees yeah, and the Dodgers the, no. and the <laughs> running. Okay. And, and he actually it's funny Joe Torrey. Talked about everyone got up and talked about me like a dog, and I had to sit there. So wait a minute. So you went up early, and you became you became the roast. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's a that's a tough way to get into a business that you're interested in, man. And the fact that you, I mean, listen, okay, fine. So you so you get booed off stage. I get booed, and 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 you said to yourself after that night, did you hang your head? This again, really? (laughs) You were you were pissed. I thought you were going to be like, all right, I can I I can put up with this. And and I but. What happened was I ran into a guy who had seen me there. He, he, I go to my barber, and he goes, hey, did you do stand-up at USC? And I was like, ah, oh, shit. Jesus, I was hoping I no one would. don't want to be recognized from this show. <laughs> and he goes, I go, yeah. And he goes, he goes, I go, he goes how, many, how long have you been doing stand-up? I go, that was my first time. He goes, well, you picked the wrong venue to start off in like that was too big too many people he goes expecting too much right. like there was a crowd that was expecting yeah. that person was meant to show up in your life at that point because you may never have done stand-up again if i would that have person never had, done stand-up come up and but said that's that a you. very valid point yeah. like it's a very valid point not that you chose the wrong audience but it just wasn't the right time it for you to be there and that, they weren't ready for you no. or it, to accept it and so he goes he he wasn't even a comic but he's a he was a singer but he knew comics and he goes here i'm gonna give you some names of clubs Go to these clubs. Dude. And he's all, it's on you if you want to go and figure out if you're going to do it. He goes, but that's, I, that's I, I've done it. Here you go, sir. And I was like, all right. And so you think I'm funny? No. I just told you that you picked you the wrong to, venue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, I go, okay. And I started going to all these clubs. I'm, and, I'm, and they're in L.A. I'm living in Orange County driving, so driving to, up here. No, Okay. So after that, you didn't go to like open mics at restaurants and bars and, 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 I started and to. laundromats. But no, but the first places yeah. you went were clubs? Were clubbish. Oh, uh, okay. Know, like, but, okay, I see what you're saying. He got gave it. you names shows. of people running shows. rooms. That run and, shows. Yeah, got it. Run okay. Show. And so I went to the shows and then I started doing open mics and then I would hang out. Like, I remember doing Santa Monica's open mic back in the day and I was sitting there. I mean, I waited till one in the morning. Yeah. And to you get You kind of got to wait it out, right? Yeah. That's the thing about out here is when you first get here, you sometimes you're on a show where there's 60 comics. Uh, yeah. And I waited out till one in the morning. It was two people and I wait, and they, at first it was like thirty four people, right, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden it's two people that are just sitting there, and they're like at one in the morning, and I'm up there giving it a show like it's eight and a half. Which is eight, good that you did yeah. that though. Like you're the headliner, yeah. and that's what you're the, who they came to see. And I just I went balls out, and um, I go, and they were like, "You're funny." 
You should have been up earlier. <laughs> we would have laughed. Yeah. <laughs> wow, thanks. But that's but that's how you learn, though. And yeah. it's, it's soul-crushing. It really is. It, but you have to survive that because it helps build character. Yeah. And if you can't put up with that, you know, you're probably not going to survive the business. So, yeah, it sucks. And it, it actually, just your descript- describing of that, I remember yeah. those days. I don't miss them, uh, but I understood them. I yeah. understood where they, how they helped develop who you are. Right. And, you know, and as a it, comedian. it really like that was where I was like, OK, I kept going out, kept going out. I kept doing things and I was doing all these black clubs and, you know, open mics. And then I'll go back to the black clubs and then I'll go do open mics. And then I in the black clubs, I was dying because I was, you know, I was coming out. My first joke was, hey, you guys remember cleaning the house? <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember picking watermelons for your grandfather? And I was like, boo. <laughs> and everybody else, you know, guys before me were like, I'm having this bitch and I'm slapping yeah. that ass. And I'm like, bitch, take this dick. And, and then the like, act outs right. and just really oh, animated oh and people God. are dying. It's yeah. like the Arsenio Hall show audience. Like, yeah. Bodies flying right. into the air. You're like people exploding. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to her? I told a bomb ass joke. <laughs> so, are you sitting back trying to figure out how? Are you are you one of those kind of guys that's like also simultaneously doing research and like, all right, how do I survive this game? And like, yeah. what do I need to do in order to reach these people? Yeah, and okay. that's when I started realizing. I was like, I'm not going to do that. I didn't want to do what they were doing. Yes, yeah, I say because that's not your style. It's not. My do you st- even swear on stage? I do. But barely. I don't. It, it's not. A, it's not. A, you don't do it like or, a comma. Yeah. No. Sometimes I have and I get bored. But I. But I, again, I know. I always when I watch you, I always know yeah. that's not really your thing. It's not my thing. So I was. I was having to come out. I'm like, okay, what am I going to do to get these people and real make them realize that look, I may not be that guy, but I'm still funny. And so I remember one night I went up after DL. Uh, this was the lineup: Chris Tucker, DL. Uh, some of you guys may you may know him, Reggie McFadden. I uh, know. I know the name. Yeah, I know that name. Yeah, he's a writer now, mainly writer. He's back east in New York. Uh, he may still go up. Uh, and then I went up at Mark Curry from Hanging with hey, Mr. Cooper. So this has got to be late nineties. Yeah, mid to late nineties. Yeah. So Hanging with Mr. Line. Cooper, and then DC Curry. You know who DC yeah. Curry is? Yeah. So DC Curry goes up, and he's crushing. DC Curry tells a joke that makes me laugh so hard. He goes, he's telling this joke, talking about hanging out. He tries to support mom and pop shops. He goes, but every time you go by there, they always say, be back in 30 minutes. But they don't let you know what minute you're at. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, you don't know if you're at 29 minutes? Yeah. Are you at... <laughs> what, two minutes in? Or you're like one minute from them returning? And he goes, and so I'm dying. I'm just dying. And then all of a sudden, they go, Willis, you're next. I go, what? And they go, you're next. I was like, are you kidding me? After this lineup? Following a powerhouse, yeah. And I was the last comic. Headliner, baby. And I was like, you have to be kidding me. And so I go, okay. I go up, and I'm telling my jokes, and everyone's just sitting there looking at me like I'm crazy. I mean... Now, if this response, um, it sounds like it was pretty traumatic. It it was until I realized what I was... Like, I'm going on and on and on, then all of a sudden I just dropped the act. I dropped it. I go, okay. And that's when it let me know that I am funny without, if, you know what I mean? Like, yes. you know, you just think, if, what if I forget my material? What am, am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. Drop the structure. Right. Find out who you are. Yeah. And I, and I realized I was funny. And I, I, my first line out to them was like, look, I could have been funny like all those other guys. I go, but someone would be dying right now. And I'm taking one for the team. <laughs> 
And then did the audience loosen up? And they loosened up. Once you started bringing up the fact yeah. that you knew you weren't doing that well right. and that... And it, and it just... And I started going on. I was like... Bah, 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 and I'm hitting them. And they were like, you know what? It, I got off stage and a couple of guys come up to go, you know what? Not bad. He go, we didn't think... They, you knew, were, you, they knew you were new. Yeah. And they knew that they would probably bury you with yeah. their material. And they were like... They, they told me they didn't think I was going to survive. And they were like, you survived. <laughs> you did your time. Yeah. And that literally, it's so funny how that, that comes, that's very professional. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, in your head, you're like, well, that might not have been the best set ever. And people yeah. are like, dude, you did your time. Like, yeah. you didn't walk off stage early. You, did, you, know, you yeah. tried. And that, so my, my question was going to be, because that story has a happy ending, but like that first set you did in front of the fraternity where they booed you off stage, that was the worst it ever was for you, right? The worst. Every, right. Every, no matter how good I do, I remember that. You remember that, but you've never done worse than that. No. Okay. No. Yeah. And and then the on the flip side of that, I did a show where there was like you know a fifteen hundred people, and they are dying laughing. Right. And that was an. That's amazing why you feeling. still do comedy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. You that is such an amazing feeling when fifteen hundred people are like. <sighs> Now I didn't individually count everyone to make sure that they, <laughs> they were, were all there. laughing. I saw seven people in the back who were, had their arms crossed and were <laughs> frowning. But uh, yeah, no, but you're right. That immediate response. I mean, that's all, you could do a million shitty shows, and you're like, I'm going to be a comic. I want to be a comic. I want to be a comic. You do a million shitty shows, and then one day you have that show where everyone's like, Oh my god, you're the funniest comic I've yeah. seen in a long time. And you're like, I'm a comic. Right. I'm a comic. And that is that immediate response. That connection with the audience is why you even do it you know I mean? well it's called that's the delusion that keeps you in right yeah and that's 15, the other thing. 20 years later when yeah. it hasn't broken for you yet right. you remember the time that yeah and you're, or you're, you're about best. to quit and then you get like one one TV set on Comedy Central and you think that's going to change everything so you hang on for another 10 years and nothing changes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well I just did a Hollywood uh, Anonymous I did a, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I did a prison uh, uh, yes okay so wait so who's your booker who books that is that a alright so I'm talking this is this leads to willis being the guest today so he calls me the other day uh in an unrelated story but as he is driving home he says this is where i'm coming home from which is he did a prison gig which i don't understand yeah. this i need you to explain to john like how does one do a prison how does it even come up that you're doing a prison gig in the first place johnny cash All right well it did. It, it looked like a scene from Walk the Line. Like it was prison guards all in the back. Yeah, and then like in the aisles. So you were in like the mess hall. I was. Uh, we were, they had an auditorium. It, this was the criminally insane people. Like these weren't even just like oh we're criminals, but we're fucking insane too. Yeah. Where like, was this? What prison? Uh, what prison? Not not Terminal it's, Island. It's up near uh, San Luis Obispo. Okay. And so it was me, Ro, and uh, Ro Delagrassi. Uh, and three other comics, Jackie, not Jackie, uh, Tracy and Joanne, and a guy named David. I don't know their last name. I bet Roe did well in the prison. Oh, they loved Roe. They love her. They huh? actually loved me. They loved, they gave me a standing ovation. She and the guards were like, sit down, everybody. Right. <laughs> they started hitting with beanbag and guns. Now, one guy was laughing. <laughs> it was, I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry for, I've for done so well, so I hurt you. You wanted to laugh and one, stand up. One guy was laughing. Like, you know that crazy laugh? Like, you see crazy, you're like, okay, don't walk in that direction, yeah, right? Like, laughing at nothing. Guy, he was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is spooky. Like, maybe I should tone it back. Like, I, I, I'm being too funny right now. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a dive. Good, thanks, everybody. Meds for that guy. Meds, meds, meds immediately for that one. Well, so, I but, did but, a rape joke. <laughs> 
Did they tell? Okay, so did they give you a list of uh, material not to right. do? Like, are there certain things you're not? Are there lines? Don't ask to, walk to eat line? honey buns. Don't. Uh, right. Well, they they asked us not to do certain things, and I was like, okay. They were like, don't be too vulgar. Don't be too sexual. And so, and my rape joke wasn't like the rape joke wasn't like it was talking about how uh, I went to jail. I I got went to county jail, and I go and. I was in county jail, and all I could think of my first night was every prison movie that I'd ever seen. And in every prison movie, the star ended up getting raped, and I was starring in my own prison movie. Yeah, and I was not liking the, where this was going. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it took me, and I, and I said this, I go, it took me 15 scenarios it come up to come up in my head where I didn't end up getting raped. Like, but after the 15th, I'm like, okay, this is how I'll do it without getting... <laughs> and they were like, ah, and they were dying. And I was like... <laughs> and, so, and so then I did a joke talking about Michael Jackson and basically pedophilia. pedophilia. Yeah. And, and, and him saying, uh, I go, this is a problem. I, I go, a problem is your rent is 1600 and you only have $900 in the bank. That's a problem. And I go, but if you like to sleep with little kids that aren't yours... That's the issue. That's right? it, yeah, that's an issue. Yeah, that's not <laughs> and, a problem. And so everyone's like, ah! and then they go, Willis, I cannot believe. They were, even the, the guards and every, all, everyone working there was like, you came up to the line, you looked at it, you touched it, and we almost thought you were about to cross it. <laughs> so, and then you backed and off. And then you backed off. And they were like, how long did you do? I did 12 minutes. Is this was this a a, a charity gig? Was this no, a paid gig? A paid and who's, gig. Uh, who who row Is this it. a private institu- a private prison? Is that why you got paid? I'm no. trying to. I'm curious as to how I've this done, even comes I've up. I've done like three prisons. Okay, uh, orange congrats. jumpsuits. Huh? Were they in orange jumpsuits? No, no. tan. Everyone, tan. Everyone tan. So, and, but they were criminally insane. So it's a federal building. It was yeah. a federal building because yeah. if they're wearing the khaki, uh, so you dickies, got paid right? by the United States of America. Yes. Interesting. And then. Uh, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I mean, right. it's, I'm not saying that they shouldn't spend any money to, you know. Right. Keep them cra- quiet. Yeah. Um. <laughs> a, little le- a little entertained, a little yeah. less psycho. Uh, a, yeah. a few less riots is what you're, you're saying. Right. Got it. And then I, I've done uh, a woman's prison in Chino. And How was that? It that's, was, that's, that is an interesting, more, more still, of an interesting dynamic. They still do jerry curls in the women's prison. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> but I mean, for as a man going to do comedy in a, in a woman's prison, right. I mean, you want to talk about uh, an audience where you may or may not relate to them. Right. And the, I was sitting there, I, it, I did that with Lonnie, Lonnie Love. Okay. I bet they loved her. They loved her. Yeah. And it was funny because I was like, hey, Lonnie, thanks for bringing me to this gig to a bunch of women that can't have me. Uh, <laughs> And they fell out laughing, and I was like, "You guys do know they don't do Jerry curls anymore. Why oh! you, guys, you guys know that's a fad that's done, right? <laughs> the Jerry curl won't stop following Willis his whole entire life. Like Prison gigs, all right, man. I mean, I always thought. Remember, I remember the first time somebody told me like, "Hey, you want to go to this AA show?" I'm like, "Oh, I like AA rooms. They're really well, weird." Once and, I did it, yeah. I realized these people need a release after and, all the shit they've and been talking they are, about, and, and nothing you can say. Like when all my drugs and alcohol, all those jokes I used to do. They would love those jokes because they've been way, they've hit bottom. Like they have hit bottom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're yeah. just like, I've done that. Like you can't touch, talk about shit in your pants. They don't care. They're yeah. like, yeah, I did that like yesterday. You're like, wow. Yeah, there's some there's some gigs out there that you could I know Bill Devlin remember Bill Devin told me that he did a swingers. Oh. 
uh, uh, show. And I was like, were they clothes on? He goes, no, they were all naked. He, I go, they weren't having sex while you were doing it. He's like, no, no, they waited until after the show. And oh, then that they was went. nice. Classic. And, and he goes, then they invited me. I turned them down, of course. But uh, of course. It means at least by being invited, I had it, must have had a good set. Eddie Pence know, got and, invited to a swinger party when we were on the road together, but they didn't invite me. It was so funny. Like, to do like, comedy? No. Or to, just to come to by and take his pants off, I think. <laughs> and I go, you should go to that thing just for the story. He goes, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. I was like, yeah, all right. You know, as a dude, you're like, oh, that's yeah to everything well, no, at first. Like a, and then you like start really assessing. You look you're at like, the couple that uh, proposed it to you. And then you're like, I bet your friends aren't hot. Like, right. I bet this isn't like a. Yeah. See, I come from a world that was uh, Catholic. My world is that anybody that you don't know that invites you to do anything probably is going to end up in murder. And you're going to be the one murdered. <laughs> that's how I always go to. Like, if they get you far enough away from where you're supposed to be, right. you're probably going to die. And Brian never went to a birthday party as a <laughs> child. <laughs> where is it? Showbiz pizza? No, you're going to murder me. <laughs> how far away is that's, that? Nah. That's farther than I need to that's be. four steps is that off. The... Is that off the block? <laughs> uh, while we're on, just, I want to get back to this, but while we're on the prison uh, subject of prisons, I have uh, a friend who was in prison for, he got 15 years. He was in prison for 10 of those 15, and he just got out. So he's been in since 2006, right? right? So he just got out of prison, and he gets, he lives in a halfway house in Watts, and he immediately gets a job through a friend at a shoe store on. Santa Mon- in Santa Monica on the Third Street Promenade. Okay, so he goes to, from being in prison for ten years, and like he do- he wore the khaki. I'd go visit yeah. him. He eats, ate out of vending machines. You know what I mean? Like he softball. That was the thing he had. He, he was on a softball team in there, and he, that was like the big highlight. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the season, you know? But like he did ten years with like a smile on his face, which is every time I saw him, it was always good to see him. It was yeah. never like super depressing, you know? Right. Which was crazy that he could keep his attitude up the whole time. But like. I had dinner with him on the Third Street Promenade the other night, and being in ten, prison tenure, his reaction to yoga pants—he had never seen yoga pants before. That people and are now, just publicly, and yeah. now women are just wearing them everywhere. And he's like, "Dude, it's like you can just see their butts." Yeah, he's like, "It's like there's not even pants on. You can just see the cheeks move." And he was—he was like, "He goes, I went to work one day. I saw everybody on the Third Street Promenade. I had to take the next day off because the <laughs> overload." Of like butts and boobs and women was just too much, and I was like, "Do you want me to take you back to Terminal Island?" You want to <laughs> so he's like, "Dude, no, but I need to adjust." And I'm like, "Oh yeah. my god!" Like it was just really funny to me his reaction to yoga pants, and I'm thinking like, and all the other stuff that he ten years. I mean, think about 2006. I think I still had a flip phone, or I was just getting a BlackBerry. Right, you're like the iPhone isn't blowing your mind, dude. He no. he he had a Samsung. Well, he has the Samsung. He's like, yeah, phones are crazy, but seriously, yoga Everybody pants. He was just right. pointing yeah. at butts, and I was like, yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, you can K Pook is K Pook is out. He's free. It's All great. Right. Nice. It's, it's lovely. That's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's a great thing. He should have never is been. Is he in a radio long. station? K Pook? Uh, no, but he will be back on the radio shortly. He's a DJ and a, both uh, on air and a oh really turntable oh, guy cool. and like oh, nice. yeah. he'll have nice. a, he'll have a million things going. We'll all be working for him in like a year. All right, congrats. Well, I'm glad he's out then. Yeah, I exactly. Need I, I need a job. Will needs a job. You need a job. We all need jobs. Trust me, I need a job. Yeah. So. But anyway, yeah. So uh, wh- wh- when you you do twelve minutes, who was the headliner? Did Roe headline? Roe closed it. Yeah. Uh, and, and but then, she's pregnant. So weird. What so from wh- the prison experience? <laughs> <laughs> Just by headlining a prison show, they looked at her and they gave her a baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, the baby's crazy because it's. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how? What? What do you? There's no like. I guess you don't try to sell merch after that show. What? Uh, <laughs> 
There's no meet and greet. There's no meet and greet. None. You know, Willis was selling snacks. Did you take pictures with people or no? Anything? I was like, nah. He's like people walk by the window and they give you the crazy eyes. Like, yeah. Oh my god. Oh, that's nuts, dude. So, so what's so okay? So you're doing all this stuff. You've been into comedy now. You said you start, your first time up was 1995. Right. So, right. So, so this is 21 years ago. You but dabbled. from that first time, when did you hit? When did you start hitting it again? Were you were you straight like, up like that year? That year. Okay. Yeah. So All twenty right. okay. so yeah. twenty one yeah. years I'm not, ago. I'm not a guy that's like I'm not giving up. Yeah. So so where have you had your pitfalls though? I mean, twenty one yeah. years, and we all know this. It's it comedy is such a weird, bizarre, long journey. I I, of, I often reference success in this town to the claw and toy story where just it's so yeah. random who gets picked yep. up yeah. and gets carried away i mean they're not being carried away they're <laughs> killed they they're should. actually getting carried well, away to depends be on who they are to, to, to basically buying a house and you're never talking to you again that's right. basically what happens when people get picked right. up they're like yeah i didn't really ever want to hang out in the first place <laughs> which is the only part i don't like about this business sometimes when people that you worked with for years and years yeah. and years get successful yeah. they start Believing that certain people are beneath them and they won't talk to them more, or they pretend like they forgot who you were, that you ever were part of that. That part of the business I don't like. That's don't, why you should feel good that I still talk to you after my, uh, you know, pile of success. Good, you know, you bring, good point. I mean, yeah, it's really I mean, you're good, lucky. Good you're lucky, yeah. dude, because I could easily been like, dude, you're beneath me, and I'm gonna go stand over here with and my no friends. And it's hard. I mean, we all know how successful you are because you always carry that VHS of you on Go- live at Gotham. Around, Look, I have, I, I know, I have a trunk full of VHS tapes it, of me uh, at. The Friars Club, <laughs> um, which turns out is not the Friars right. Club. It was like the other Friars Club, yeah. but the Friars Club didn't really want to. At first, you're like, "Oh, it's the Friars Club." Like Milton mm-hmm. Berle's been there. Like, no, no, not not this one. This one, we weren't even supposed to be using the name. You're like, "Oh, okay, yeah. good." This is PH. Yeah, <laughs> Friars Club with a PH. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so how do you? I mean, 21 it, years in, and, and, it's, and it's just like you're not. You we've known each other a long time. <laughs> well. I You're often, not funny. <laughs> no, no. You and I have had this joke, and it's and 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 I for the years that I ran the Herald, I had so many comedians that I respected, yeah. and thought were successful, and had a, a certain level of success as a stand-up on television that still came to me because I needed for work. 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 And yeah. I never was able to kind of that, that always bothered me, like because when we grew up watching it, if you were on television, you were you famous was, and you were making it. And that's and what you that did for a paid living. Paid your bills. That yeah. bought you that a was house. It. That was all you did. And the reality of it is, it's just not how it is anymore. Right. So I, I, I wondered, you know, you're, that twenty one years is way longer than I've been in it. Yeah. Like, w- how do you stay in that positive headspace of like I can? This is somehow or another, this is going to pay off. All the crap. Well. This is how I stand in the the positive headspace, I guess, if you want to call it that from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> is I go, you know, this is what I want to do. I I'm I'm successful because I'm doing what I want to do. I I may not be Chris Tucker, Kevin Hart, Kevin James, any other Kevins. <laughs> Kevin Kevins. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Kevin, Kevin, Lee, Kevin Pollock, Lee, Kevin right. Smith. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin Love, Kevin. <laughs> right. Any of them. I may not be, but you know, I I keep saying, you know, my day will come. It, it's almost like, and, and I I equate it to when I played football. I remember me playing football. I uh, the starter was the guy was starting, and I thought I should be starting, but I, the coach was like, "Nah, he's starting." And I was like, "Okay," and I just kept working, kept working, kept working, until there was one day he the starter messed up. They put me in, and you were ready, and I was ready. And he never got back in. Okay. And that was it. Like they were like that starter was Walter Payton. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's yeah. how I, and that's how I keep in that positive space. I just don't I just I don't 
and that's why I never get. It's weird. I can't give up. Like I never. Like even. I mean, you would think after getting booed by two hundred people, right? That you should stop. Well, no. I mean, it's a fraternity. What? They're twenty-year-old idiots. It's right. like, what the fuck do they know? It's like, right. We could all pick seven shows that should have killed us and oh, yes. quit, quit this right. quit this game immediately because but of the way does. things went down. It sounds to me like you know a lot of people say. Uh, enjoy the journey, right? But it sounds to me like your thing is always prepare for the for the outcome. Yeah. So you're always you're, everything to you is preparation for that moment. But yeah. isn't that what they say? It's like success is like it's hard work and preparation, and then luck. If right. somebody is like, "Hey, man, you get this starting position if you can do it," you're like, "Good thing I've been working for this." Yeah, and I'm ready, and not like, "Whoop, shit, better go do some sit ups," because right. I, you know, <laughs> I've been eating pizzas on the sidelines, and that's what I've been, you know, I've been prepping that one day they go Willis. Hey, come on in and uh, go. You know, they probably I, won't knock on your door because no. right? that's probably they most likely. They don't stop the, by so much that's anymore. The police right. or yeah, it'll be a text or the escort you called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I really prefer to call them. <laughs> they call me, but but yeah, like the, it, I mean, to a certain extent, I think we have a, this, a similar um, attitude towards it, which is it, it kind of is a numbers game, and if yeah. you can just hold on long enough. Like you're right at the cusp where like you should be headlining nationally soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and it's, it's I know it sounds insane to like put 20 years into something and like, and that be the payoff. But at the same time, the payoff is, like you said, like I would rather be, have my misery come from uh, a, a bad show or yeah. uh, not getting booked or not getting the audition or not booking the commercial or right. then come from. Every day, day in, day out, same paperwork lands on your desk and you just fill out forms and you do, you know right. what I mean? It's like, why, why not die giving it a shot? Because yeah. you only get one. So why would I want to be like, well, at least I lived a conservative life and like on my deathbed, I'm not going to be like, man, remember that time I didn't go to Amsterdam with almost no money <laughs> right. and party my ass off and have a great time? Now I stayed home. Remember that? That was awesome. No right. one does that. It's like... Because I was like... I'm no, a lot of see, people do that. Well, a but then it's a regret, of, not, yeah. a, not a like, wee, remember the time I didn't go somewhere and do right. something? Like, because think about it. I mean, I could... E- like you said, you could easily be like, man, you know, they called me in the office today and I had a write-up. Or you're like, yeah, I got a demerit right. from my boss because I was three minutes late. Right. But again, and that's and we've talked about this before. That's not to demean the people that do no, that. No, 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 no. But our driving force is that I like to believe that those people want us. They need somebody to pursue these wacky, crazy dreams yeah. and never give up because that's how they get their Eddie Murphys. Yeah, that's how they. You know what I mean? That's that's how they get the people that. They go, oh, I had so much fun last night, or yeah. I saw so and so on SNL, or I saw this movie. Yeah. I saw, you know what I mean? And they and the, it can be the tiniest thing, dude. And because of the internet and because of the kind of the times we live in, the tiniest thing, like it could be like you know, you're not a household name, but somebody's seen you online and like, dude, Willis Turner. If you ever get a chance to see that, there are people out there right. that have seen you and that like you, and that's why, like I brought this up a while ago, but. My girlfriend got in, or my fiance got into a car with an Uber driver who was a comedian, and mm. she was like, "Oh, my boyfriend, my husband, fiance is a comedian, whatever." And she's he was never like, "Gonna live this down." Well, she's already mad that I brought it up again, but like, um, she <laughs> well, he, this she, well, she goes, uh, she doesn't listen to the show. Uh, <laughs> she goes, "Yeah, he, my fiance is a, a flip phone." My fiance is <laughs> a comedian, and he goes, "Oh, well, who is it?" And, and then her first words out of after that were, "Well, he's not famous or anything." When she could have just said, his name is John Huck, and right. waited for the response, right. and then gone, well, he's not famous, but you can find him online, or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like That's what killed me, is that, and it was somebody who knew me, so they were like, yeah, I know that guy very well. So it was like, okay, you could have just said my name instead of starting out with, he's not famous or anything. <laughs> like, and, and, and I know I'm not, 
I, I don't like think I'm famous and I don't think that like people should look at me as some sort of a celebrity, but I'm like, I, I have shit online and there are people who I've been recognized at concerts where people just go, you're John Huck. And I go, yeah, I've been recognized in Austin, Texas. Like, dude, you have the funniest story on Comedy Central's This Is Not Happening. Like, I've had those experiences. So I know there are people out there. Right. I was at a soldier field at the Grateful Dead, the last Grateful Dead show they did last year. And I fucking walking by somebody and he's like, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, hey, it's like, yeah, I know you. And I'm like, no, you probably think I'm like, no, 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 you're John Huck. And this guy like describes like several of my bits. And I was like, oh, this guy's a legit fan. Like he's right. looked me up online and he's seen stuff. So I was like, spent 10 minutes talking to the guy and taking pictures with him. Cause yeah. I was like, great. Tell the world my story. You know what I mean? Like, but like there, there's just, you never know who knows you and who's seen you and who's just going to remember like, oh, you yeah. know what? Who would be good in this? Boom. Willis Turner. Like, it's holding on is is all we have, and it is true. I mean, we've all done show, we've done shows, and we've done shows together, which is great. Like, I almost got on one of them once. With you guys, <laughs> yeah, you were there. I yeah. was there. Almost yeah. got on stage. Almost, and and I I always enjoy when I get to do a show with you guys. It's like I love being around you guys because it's just well, it's just being around people you like. Right, that, that's the fun part because you do and, so many shows. Where you're like, I don't really know these people. I don't really care about and, them. And I like being around real people, like people that I know. Like we would hang, we hang out even without yeah. it being comedy, like. I've been to a house it for uh, Brian. He's giving my cat shots. Oh given, God, keep dealing with those cats. Oh, no, so never again, never again. He's he's that's, he's on, that's he's the show on the, touched by an angel. Willis comes hall, over and watches. He's your on cats. our wall of fame. He'll never. He doesn't have to ever do anything again. He <laughs> receives permanent thank yous for the rest of her, his I've, life. I finally got over the scar of the cat biting me. Did you have to go to the hospital right away? No. But these were miserable years. Yeah. These were miserable years. I never enjoyed a single vacation we ever took because it was like, you know, it was just the people that had to put up with that cat when he was when he was diabetic yeah. and all this stuff. And the problem is like, I'm an animal lover. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not. But I also, I'm not an animal killer. So I right. can't, I will do whatever it takes to maintain life. As long as they're, they're not like... Yeah, gross. And it's going like, to be fifteen thousand dollars, and your cat's going to have pussy eyes that you have to wipe. <laughs> well, then, okay, well then, I mean, it's like I said, no one's quality of life will be better if this cat survives this. But surgery. I have put some people through some shit, and he is definitely on the top of the list of having having to do some shit with like a cat that hated him, like he was at war with them with that cat. I would always to feed try him to give him and shots. sneak and give him shots, and like yeah, he, he whatever you got to do, up man, and just poke the cat. It's funny, but anyway. Um, I mean, the cat wanted to live. As far as we know, want. the cat has right? a pee he, he, brain. For a while, there, he was doing a good job of trying to not live. Right. So I don't know. Maybe he was trying to off himself. And hey, he was suicidal, and we just didn't know it. One more time. <laughs> I was going to help him. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming in. By the way, oh. it was it was uh, yeah, I really it was appreciate awesome. it. And I and I do believe I, I do believe you, and I and I believe that all of our guests will always get that opportunity. You know, case in point, you know. Um, you know, Erin Hayes was on the show at the time. She really was. I mean, she was working yeah. to an extent on she Children's was, Hospital. She was very. She was famous in a small circle, of, meaning like anybody who watched Children's Hospital knew who she was and had seen some of her smaller roles. Yeah, but past that, you know, she's mostly character actress on a lot of different shows, mm -hmm. and you know, her whole thing was like she wasn't going to give up. She knew that she was. She was becoming the quote unquote the older actress, which is even yeah. scarier. I think it's tough for us. Yeah, women have it's it the worst. Yeah, yeah, they have it the fucking worst. Yeah. And you know, she just hung in there. And she had such a great spirit about it, and was never angry. She wasn't like. But the she's, one that's she's like, also a happy. Like she has kids that she loves. She loves her husband. They've balance, been together yeah. forever. You know yeah. what I mean? She has. If acting were to be pulled out from under her, and she could never act again, she would still enjoy her life. Yeah. That's the. I, yeah. I I don't know her that well, but I believe to be that's right. no, the kind of person absolutely. that she is. She's not going to be like I can't act anymore. Well, fuck it, and throws her kids into a pool or something. She's yeah. going to like. She's still going to be happy, but this. 
but be, but again, I do think that has a lot to do with a positive attitude, looking forward to like just going in there. I'm going to nail the audition. I'm just going to take it one step at a time. And if they like me, and then boom, that leads to you know what? That girl came in prepared. We liked her, but and then yeah. she's on the new CBS show. Kevin can wait. Yeah. So oh, now, nice. yeah, she's one of the one of the stars of that show. So it's like you know, she just she hung in there. Right. She's now probably getting a great paycheck. If it's a three camera, she's yeah. making some really good money. They pay good money on those things. Uh, Kevin James is a household name. Dude, probably, a couple CBS, seasons, dude, out, you know I mean? Like, be at least so, two. so you look at it and you go, okay, the odds are in her favor of right. of having this great, you know, time in her career, and it's just like it goes back to that thing about preparing, right? Positive attitude and just you know, just don't give up. Man. And there's it's also like, this something what you want to do. There's also something to be said for like her online presence isn't like I follow her on social media now, and her online presence isn't irritating. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many people who are irritating online <laughs> that are successful, but you're just like, ugh, stop. Yeah. Whereas like guys like Andrew Santino is a perfect example. Like that dude works nonstop. Mm-hmm. He is crushing it, but he doesn't have a Facebook account. He has a fan page, but he doesn't sit there and be like, had an audition, had a meeting. You know what I mean? Right. He goes in there prepared. He auditions. He gets the part. He does the show. He And then that's, the proof is, and the brag is, hey, there's a thing I'm on Showtime right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, he doesn't have to be like, flying back and forth to New York and LA, blah, blah, acting life, hashtag love what you do. Like, he doesn't have to do any of that shit. Right. He's just working. And I have much more respect for people who are doing it because they want to do it because this is what they love to do. And it's really, and I feel like that about a lot of comedians because, again, we're not raking in the dough no. telling jokes. But, and I go through every, once in a while, I go through the ups and downs of like, I never want to tell a joke again. I never want to go on stage. I hate comedy. This is stupid. What am I doing? I've wasted a huge chunk of my life. And then two days later, I'll be like, oh, I wrote a funny joke. I can't wait to tell. And then it's like, I guess I can't get rid of this. Like even my fan, even Nicole's like, I'm like, I don't think I can do comedy more. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. You're going to stop that, huh? Okay. Well, let me know how that goes. And it's just like, she knows that I'm not going to be like, I'm done and I'll never do it again. But like, I do go through that. But I feel like. You just got to keep doing it. And what we do is important for a lot of people because, like you said, man, there are people who have the regular jobs that, and those jobs aren't bad. They're not bad people. They're supporting their family. They're doing what they have to do, but they all need a release. And when mm-hmm. you can go out and see live comedy and you're with like 50 to 60 to 70 to 150, 2,000 yeah. people that are all laughing at the same thing, that release is like, it works both ways because the audience is really getting what they need, but also as a comic, you're getting what you need. Right. Yeah, and the one thing, you know, I... I should always, we should share this with audiences more often, whether it's podcast audience or just people in general, you should know, and you should share this with friends that ever go see comedy. You know, comedians don't get paid a lot of money. No. We would love to. Yeah. I'm not saying we wouldn't, we we do do it for the paycheck, but the paychecks sometimes are far and few between. Far. Far. Very, very few. But I will tell anybody that's listening to this show or even knows comedians, I will tell you what really matters and what is just as good as a paycheck, especially if we're not going to get it is saying something to them like I really thought you were funny tonight yeah. having a conversation with them and and don't be shy of them just because they have these strong on stage personas right because I mean, off stage they don't like yeah, off stage I have but, no but, a strong yeah. I'm like hi thank you oh you like me oh god thank you thank you thank yeah. you thank you but I'm and again it's not an ego I mean it is an ego thing but at the same time it's like it it's it's a it's a it's a bizarre form of payment of like when people come up to you and be like hey I just want to let you know that it was really funny and they acknowledge you that acknowledgement go carries us it just to it carries show. us to the next it show. It helps you understand yeah, yeah, yeah. that what <laughs> you, you did was important to yeah. at least a few people in the audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you're not going to connect with everybody, and you can't expect everyone to love you or right. think you were the funniest. But like, 
you did what you did and there were people that related to it and found it funny and really will take that home and those are the people that are going to go online and, yeah. and share look. you with your their friend you know oh my god you got to see this guy i saw the other day he's really funny and like those are the people you want to connect with and no yeah you're right you and we may not all... say it enough i'm just right. saying we really do appreciate yeah. every, every compliment we every get. like everything that ever comes a comedian's way yeah. even if they say nothing even if you feel like they're just collecting it and not giving back to you after right. you've ex- expressed it believe me we they deep down it's like it's yeah. making a huge difference like even i like i get a, i like it makes me feel good when they like my posts on Facebook, like yeah, <laughs> like, dude, a when, you, when you write yeah. something funny and yeah. people are like, oh yeah, this is, you're like, especially if it's somebody you don't know, yeah, yeah, Espe- especially if it's someone I don't know, because then I'm, then I'm like, well, there, this isn't a pity like, this right. isn't someone going, oh, I've always liked you, this is just somebody stranger going, oh yeah, that's good. I like you that. literally sometimes know when you get that response, or somebody's like, you realize that when they hit that like button, they looked at it, went, <laughs> yeah, and they laugh, and they're like, I got, I have I like, to let them know that I laughed out loud today, and, and that was, you know, like a lot of the stuff that I've done is funny that. Like even the uh, when I did the sketch with Prince, mm-hmm. and then I did the uh, with, uh, with sk- Prince being an air conditioning repair man. Yeah, I don't know if you've you seen it. I have you, not. I, I don't with, think I've seen it. I know about Prince. Him. You work no, 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 with no, no. Prince. We no. should be clear. You Will played Prince. Has been told he looks Prince. like Prince. He does. So look like he Prince. plays okay. Prince. That's and what so, I was like. You two working together. I haven't heard this story. Why yeah. didn't we lead with that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, if I if I ever worked with Prince, yeah. now it's going to be very difficult. Uh, <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> give, it, give it say, 60, 70 it years. Yeah. Don't change anything. Just yeah. go become him. Right. Take right. his place over. Yeah. Everyone, when people saw it, they were like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing I've ever seen. This is so hilarious. Blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was great on two, on two fronts. For me, it was great because I came up with the concept. And then two, I played the character. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. I acted in something I wrote right. and people really liked and it. And they really liked it. Like that just... As a comic, as a performer, that just makes you feel like... Oh I'm on the, at least you're, you feel like you're doing something right. Right. Yeah. And, and sometimes... Because we don't know if we're doing it right. We're just doing what makes us laugh. When and you create, sometimes people are like, you suck. Yeah. You create... Like, when you create, you create in a bubble. Like, first of all, it, it starts in here, yeah. in your head. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you put it down somewhere. And then you're like, You well, tell a couple friends. Yeah. And then and you then, tell... And they're like, uh, And you're, you're like, well, they're just my friends. So they're going to tell me they like it anyways. And then you tell some people, like, okay... All right, and then you're like, okay. and then you change it around, right. and then you're like, maybe this is funnier, right. and and then you once you put it out there into the atmosphere and the universe or whatever you want to call it, then all of a sudden people are like, I love it, and you're like, oh, thank, gosh. God, thank, thank God, God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, yeah, <laughs> it's a sigh of relief when you get. Well, it's like it's like being on stage and you get that first laugh. You're like, okay, yeah, all right, everything's gonna be fine. I got it. It, it is. It's, this is the funny thing about like in full circle, going from a boo in an all black audience to this last Friday. Getting a standing ovation in an all-black audience. <laughs> I was like, "Full circle, baby!" Oh my god! Like a standing ovation is one of those things, and I didn't even know it. Like they had to come back and tell me, "Like Willis, you know they're giving you a standing ovation." I was like, "What?" And I only did like fifteen minutes, and they were like, "No, they're giving you a standing ovation." You connected, and that's, that's a thing. You you connected with them in such a way that they felt the need to give you as much. Yeah. Of, of praise as possible. Well, again, which is, which they is gave you back what you gave them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you went out there and took a fucking nap on stage, they'd be like, well, whatever, great, nice right. nap-taking skills, you weirdo. <laughs> but, like, you went out there and you tried and you gave it, and that's when an audience gives you the same energy back. Like, that's what sucks about when you're up there giving it everything and they're just staring at you like you're a psycho, and then yeah. you're like, well, fuck you then. Like, right. you just get <laughs> you, mad. Well, you want to say that, but sometimes you just don't know where everybody's coming right. from that day. Yeah, it's just I a st- weird dynamic, and it's a hard thing to kind of yeah. get over. Like, I still had shows where I'm like, yeah, okay, fuck you then. 
then. Like, I'll say that. <laughs> but, like, but, but we've also have all done shows, and you know this to be true, where you do a show, especially like on a weekend. Let's say yeah. you do a club. Right. And the first show, it doesn't matter what you say. You could blow a booger out of your nose, yeah. and they're, they're loving everything that you do. And then the next show, you feel like, I'm working at the same pace. Yeah. I'm hitting all the same marks. I'm doing the same passion. Right. I'm not getting the same amount of love. But then after the show, they will come to you and be like, That oh, was the funniest thing I've ever seen. You're God. Like, Try like, laughing you'll hear, next time. You'll hear more people tell you how much they appreciated it. Sometimes after a show that was quieter than the show where they gave it all. Right. And what you have to remember is some people just give it all right, right there and then. Yes. And give you nothing afterwards. And then other people are like, I'm kind of tired. So this is as much as you're going to get from me, but afterwards, I'm going to let you know how much I appreciate it. So it's like you have to remember that in the back of your head. Yes. When you're at this show and you're like, why aren't you giving me more? Well, why I'm, are you such a jerk? I'm, I'm going to tell you a quick story real quick. That's, uh, And this is about a... Uh, quick ad- stories are always better when they're quick. That's, yes. that's good. I'm glad you doubled down on that. Continue. Well, it's already longer it than it needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a, this is about a child actress who now is on a talk show. I won't say her name. It's Raven Simone. Well, so... She's in the audience, and and I'm on stage, and I'm going, I'm giving it my all. Everyone else in the audience is laughing, and they're like, ah. And I look at her, and she's just looking at me with this weird, just uninterested look on her Angry face. Angry face, yeah. And I go, I was like, uh, are you having a good time? And she goes, yeah. I go, well, you should let your face yeah. know it. <laughs> Tell your fucking face. Did she laugh? No. No, she, she was like. She was like, mm. She got even madder, and I was like. I don't care. You ain't giving me a job. Yeah. So. Nope. You're going to be on the Cosby show, but then that went down south. <laughs> Unless you got some quaaludes. <laughs> yeah. Some people do. Occasionally, some people do just show up and they're like, I've decided tonight is my angry right. night. You're like, and well, then you picked the wrong place right. to pick angry night. Yeah. I, you know? I was like, don't be angry. Comedy, comedy, you, you don't, don't put on angry, don't have angry night and then go, we should go to a comedy show. Right. Because then you're putting the expectations you're putting on those performers to get you out of whatever rut it is that you're in. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a little bit of an unfair advantage. It doesn't happen that often. And sometimes you win it and sometimes they're glad that they did it. But if you're really, really stuck in angry, in angry phase, it's like yeah. you should probably just go drink it off. It's the same with comics. If you're really, really mad, it's. Don't go on stage. Try and take not it out to, the audience. try not to go on stage and take it out. They try to. Like drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. that's that why that's every once comedy in a while, store like, early two thousands. Yeah, if I if I get if I if I feel angry, it's, this is weird, but I'll 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 just go to the bar and I'll just do one shot of whiskey, and for whatever reason, just for each audience fight. member, for each audience member, which is one shot of whiskey <laughs> most of the time. Um, no, but 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 that whatever that the warm coating that the that a booze like that'll give you like immediately is just like it's, it's called depression it's, ve- it's very relaxing but no but i don't like, like like i used to be like I need, giving I, need, I need six beers to go on stage like that when i first started i just needed to be drunk because i didn't know how else to do it right. and then as that's went away and i like really enjoy performing sober i would i'll just you know every once in a while i'll do a quick shot not not to like get shit faced but just to be like uh, okay yeah everything's a little it takes bit the edge off. yeah it does it really does what like, are you talking about you barely drink Every, you don't have an when, edge. But you when just, he does. Start, when I, do, I notice with you, you just start laughing. Like you come in, you feel the room out, yeah. you find someone that makes you feel good, and that's kind of your thing. Yeah. Am I, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I do. I, I, I need to feel good before I go on stage. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have, I'm not one of those guys that, now I have performed, drunk, had a drink, and then went and performed. And that's a crazy show because I, I take off the breaks. Like I take off, it's like playing with weights and yeah. then all of a sudden you take the weights off you know? right I have no inhibitors yeah. yeah and I'm just like ah and they're like Willis that was the best show like what did I say what did I- <laughs> yeah you don't want that either right no, it's I don't, like you don't want to hear both yeah I don't and I don't want to hear 
and, and I don't want to. I don't want to have to feel like I have to have. Like, right. I know some comics feel like, oh, I gotta have a drink, and not, I'm not saying you, Chuck. No, but but no, in the beginning, John. that was me. I mean, I was say literally it. like, I gotta have at least three right. or four beers, otherwise, what, how am I gonna be loose? Right. right, and I I I can be loose without the beers. Yeah, oh, I can now. And too, then I mean. in in or but not when I have a drink, it's it is is bananas. Well, like, you weigh what? Uh, 85 pounds so like one Close. one shot of one shot of whiskey is like a, a half barrel of scotch for somebody else uh, in closing because we got we have to wrap this up but in closing we never really touched on this but because you did play in football country at any point in time did you try to push yourself towards like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna get into a big college and i want to play professional football was yes. that was that part of the mindset of, That's the, why of the factory down there and at what point did that kind of like go away um when I went out, went out to Fullerton JC's football team, and I was on the team, and I was like, "Yeah, these guys just didn't have the grades. Like <laughs> these, this is what I would be facing every day. And these guys are probably even not even that good. And they were just crushing you. And they were. Did they, you quit they, the team? I didn't quit. I, I just didn't go back the next season. <laughs> okay, but it, it really, it was. I was like, because I was so used to running out, running people. Like I was like, these guys can't, and they were so much, they were so much bigger than me, and they weren't that much slower than me. Okay. And then I was, they like, were breeding football so, players, and you, and you, you were just a regular size every human. Every level you go yeah. to, you're, you're just get, getting gets, massiver and massiver, yeah, yeah. and and faster and more and powerful yeah. and more athletic. Yes. And, and I was like, and I'm I'm an athletic guy, but. I was like, but yeah. I'm not big. No, but like junior year at high school, I started seeing the juniors were getting used tackling dummies, and I was like, I don't know if I can do that. Right. Like, there's no playing time, and I just get abused by seniors. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go join a band and play the guitar and smoke a joint. And that was when I was, I was loving it. I was making our defense. It was funny. My senior, my junior year of football in high school, they were like the 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 defensive coach goes, you know, we're a better team because of Willis. He goes, uh, That's Willis. Feel good. Willis made us so much better because he was better than any running back we ever faced. And I was like, you damn right. Damn Skippy. <laughs> you damn right. And I was like, next year, ow. And I was like, ready. And I was ready because yeah. I was facing our defense, and our defense was one of the best defenses okay. in Orange County. Esperanza it used to be a powerhouse. Did you guys win anything? We went. We won How CIF. Okay. We, uh, the year I was there, we went. We we went uh, we went to the semis in okay. CIF, and then the the year I left, the next year, they won all. of They won. Them. They won the whole state. The whole thing. Yeah, that's pretty know. crazy. Yeah, it's it, it is a football factory. Anybody from when you went to school uh, end up uh, making it? Uh, one kid. Went, he, no, they didn't make it. No, so nobody during your tenure made it. Which they, they, again one, goes to show one, a couple of guys. They all my front line got scholarships, but nobody made it to the pros. No. Yeah, I mean, it still is that hard. It Dude, really it's like is that one hard. in a million, man. Yeah. Um, and then, and so one other question for you: the one person when you first started, because twenty-one years is mm -hmm. a long time. The one person, and you went, "Oh, this person's totally going to be a star." When you first started out Chris here, Tucker. you saw it. Okay, so he really hadn't been doing much at that point. I think did did Chris? Chris was. Uh, it's funny. My my ex girlfriend, she saw him and goes. He's gonna make it. What was it about him that you think that like it was he was just so different. His voice, his it everything about him was so like just how he talked about Say man. Like you hear that and you're like And he's a performer. I mean right. he moves around, he's animated, yeah. people He was uh, so he and it was funny, he actually told me, like I remember when he goes, Willis, why are you standing so much? I was like, What do you mean? He goes, You stand still. He goes, 
You're too small to stand still. You have to move. <laughs> what? He told me that. Like okay. this is when interesting. We, I wonder if he gave the same advice to Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart moves around a lot. Yeah, and yeah. like he was like Willis, you have to move. And I was like, he's all you can move. He's all you. You're an athlete. You can move. Yeah. Also, but do what makes you comfortable. Like if yeah. you're not comfortable having a big act out, then don't do that. But that when he said that, and I started moving, people started connecting with me. Interesting. So much more. Wow. I was like, okay. But now, like, you're not like. Uh, but I'm not like. You You, you walk. You right. pace the stage a little bit. Yeah. But I wouldn't say you're like doing karate kicks no, and fucking no, you're knocking just, over stools. You're mildly and, animated yeah, I'm not when like, necessary. I'm not Kevin Hart. Like, no, but, <laughs> but, you're, but, you, but you did realize that it was okay to kind of be yeah. more of yourself. And yeah. if you were talking to somebody, would you just stand still while no. you were talking to them? No. Yeah. And, and that's what he was saying to me. He was yeah. Like, and like, I had. Be somebody, natural. And I started writing jokes where I would move. Like, I had jokes already, like James Brown joke. I had a James Brown joke. Made me move. I wrote that joke in high school. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't think anyone would think it was funny, though, as an adult. I'm like, they can't think this is a high school joke. And then they were like, this is hilarious. Turns out adults are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Simpletons. Well, dude, um, again, can't thank you enough. I'm glad you reminded me that you had never been on the show. Oh, yeah, I can't believe got we got you on the show. I told him I thought when we were at the Herald, he was already on the show. And he's like, no, man, that was one of your other 17 podcasts you were on that I was on. <laughs> Yeah, I, you've had me take the pictures of you guys. And <laughs> wait, Willis, Willis, come Willis, over for one sec. Hey, wait. Oh, can I be on the show? No, 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 no. We need a photographer. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Give me at the mic. Do I look good? Awesome. That's hilarious. So, uh, I, you know, obviously, always, you know, wish you the best and know uh-huh. that, you know, something's around the corner. Uh, where can people find you, man? You can find me on Facebook, uh, Willis Turner. Uh, you'll see me in glasses. Don't get the fat black guy. That's my dad. Uh, <laughs> You're going to end up at Grandpa's Farm picking watermelons if you go to friend him. <laughs> and Or you can find me on Instagram at uh, M-A-K-I-M-L-A-F-F, which is Make Them Laugh. Make Them Laugh. And then um, that's it. And that's it. Awesome. And awesome. Twitter. You can find me on Twitter under Willis Turner, too. Love it. Guys, check them out. You got video online and stuff? I got videos online. Uh, I got stuff, uh, What If Famous People Weren't Famous? Mm. And uh, I have one called uh, MasterCard, which is credit card. Sounds uh, it's, uh, sounds racist. I, I, I know, because I wrote it. Cause, uh, yeah, it definitely is, because I wrote it. Yeah. And then um, I have a lot of stuff, uh, The Willis Turner Show online on YouTube, too. Oh, great, man. All right. Check him out, guys. Willis Turner, thank you so much for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening, everybody. All right. Bye, Willis. That's a Bye. show. Bye, everybody. <laughs>Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe.